if you don't know, we're just not going to say anything yeah. or we're not going to ask. And then I move here and the teachers are like, feel free to ask questions. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, <man. laughs> no, I can't imagine little Matt was sitting in the classroom, bro, just scared. No. They're like, he can't speak English. Like, no, no he can, but he don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> no, no, I'm not asking questions. Oh, you looking at that like, that's a trap. Yeah, that's a trap. She's trapping me. So it's like, because in Samoa, they do that. It was like, does anybody have questions while the teacher's holding the ruler? <laughs> And you're kind of like, you know, nah, no, I'm good. I'll yeah, just yeah, go yeah. home not knowing yeah. the information. Should we lead this way? We love Samoan. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. But, it's, <laughs> but this is, it's like a, it's a real tough upbringing. Where... All right, we back. Yeah, we are. Uh, we live. Okay. <laughs> we live. We live. We live. The pre-show went a little while, but, but we on here. <laughs> Hey, so I'm over here with, um, hey, tell, tell us about yourself, man. Uh, uh, Matthew Smith. Uh, Smith is um, my stepfather's last name, actually. So I'm, a, I'm, I'm a Iono by blood. My last name is really Iono. So it's Matthew Iono, uh, born and raised in American Samoa. Summertime, raised in Western Samoa. It's like a whole custody thing going on there. For real? There's a story behind that, too. Oh, and then uh, the age 13, moved here, uh, camp four for like a year. Um, and then we got expelled from Camp Four for fighting in school, so we moved to Wapao, and that's how we ended up here in Wapao. Wow! <laughs> yeah. Bro, then, so much just happened just now. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Oh, you got custody uh, battles. Yeah, you got custody battles. You got yeah. uh, foreign, yeah. foreign travel, foreign <laughs> travel happening. You got expulsions already. Yeah, it's crazy, man. So yeah, we moved here by <laughs> the base. <laughs> But we're always in Hold on, before we, before yeah. we go, the story getting crazier as, uh, as we talk about this. The story is getting even crazier just as we listen to this. But this is my son's flag football coach, everybody. Yeah. This is a very, we had a very wholesome start to our friendship. People are like, I didn't know Christian was like that with the fight. Like, no, guys, I was a... Uh, <laughs> I'm from my power, but it's private school. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so this is my, uh, my son. So one of the reasons I wanted to have him on, um, uh, Coach Matt over here, is because, man, we, we took our son to a lot of sports. And one of the things that was amazing, we um, you coach at Toa Squad. Yeah. And my wife had actually messaged you back yeah. Um, yeah. kind of like months before the, the first season that you yeah. guys started playing. And, man, you guys are really, like, kind because we couldn't make it. We were trying to figure out how to make Sundays work and all right. that. And um, we were trying it. So we ended up trying another, another team and another mm -hmm. league. And... Um, <clears throat> That was a little strange, but man, all of our interactions with you leading up, my wife was saying like, I, I was asking her, what did the coach say? Man, it was really kind. And then the way you coached our kids and the way you coach our my, my son and man, there's not a lot of coaches like you out there oh, that I've seen that. that man, like really care about the kids and uh, developing them and, and more about their character and all that. Right, right. And so without sacrificing the hard work and without sacrificing right. like putting in the effort and learning the skills. So mm -hmm. that's how I met Coach Matt. And uh, man, it was uh, just as we got to know you, man, I was really blessed for for the, the Waipahu connection. Yeah, for sure. The faith connection, all of those things that we're going to get it's into. Man. It, it, it's, there's a lot yeah. behind that. But yeah, it's a funny story because uh, when I started, we started coaching XL League for flag football. We were actually under a guy named Josh the Sunshine. He, he's the um, owner of Space Rangers um, team. Same thing like Toll Squad. But I found that my son was trying to lacking certain things, and then we we kind of left one to start our own team called the Braves here. Yeah, so I was looking for kids, and I remember I got a message from you guys because Rocky had uh, had advertised it on the yeah Instagram. Rocky's buying yeah yeah, 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 so, yeah so we got we actually got a message from you and, and Sis Leah, and then I was like, oh yeah yeah we're looking for kids, 
But you guys were looking for a league that wasn't playing on Sunday. Yeah, well, we so, found out it does not exist. Yeah, yeah, do. <laughs> yeah. So I said, okay, you know, that's fine. Uh, uh, we're still trying to find kids, this and that. But I couldn't get a field permit to start my own team here in Waipau. And I was like, it was taking up by all the other tackle football stuff. So, and then in the midst of trying to start my own, <coughs> um, I found Coach Lyon and told Squad, actually, my wife found him. Sorry, touch bases with Coach Law. You guys just saw advertising online or something? Yeah, we or? actually saw like a little a little reel of him um, saying goodbye to Too Cold and starting up Tour Squad. Mm-hmm. It's the whole thing. So I touched bases with Coach Law. I go, look, I can't find a field, but I would love to come coach for you. I start up a six year, and he's like, man. And then that's how, that's how everything that's how everything wow. happened. Yeah, and then. In the middle of our first season, I get a message from you guys again. And I was like, oh, this is the same family. So I knew it was fate, bro. It's just God just works kind of like that sometimes, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and then you guys showed up in one of the practice for um, our season while our season was going. I was like, yeah, I'm not letting go of this kid, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's way too talented. But yeah. So. Man, we were grateful because... Man, you'd be surprised how many. Uh, you'd be surprised that we don't. We don't. We didn't know anything about flag football. We didn't know anything right. about a lot of sports. Because the last time we played sports, man, it was just pal league or yeah, you know, right? like oh, you just sign up at the rec center. That's yeah, the, the, you're playing for White Pow. Uh, Pop Warner. You, know, you play yeah. Pop Warner. This is a, yeah. this is your neighborhood team. So man, but but um, every conversation was so good, and now we've been grateful having them there. But how did you get into coaching? Like I, I tried. I coached for you. <laughs> oh yeah. I coached for you one time, and bro, I couldn't do it. I, it's. I told them I, run left. They run right. I told yeah. them focus. They don't focus. I was you like, know? I'm out of here. Yeah, <laughs> Look, I can't do it. <laughs> for me, it's um, to be honest, I, I just I didn't find I didn't know until I actually started coaching that I love to teach. I love to share information, and that's like a passion of mine. For me, it's like seeing people progress from one stage to the other. That's like that's a win for me, right? And it's I know it sounds kind of selfish, but I think my passion going into teaching kids or teaching anybody anything, even at work or whatever it may be. That kind of kind of you know goes all together. Kind of, it's like a big, big role of information for me to share. Mm. And as much as I, as much as I love the game as a spectator, being in the huddle and and watching and seeing in their eyes, like, yeah, we can do this. You know, it's like it's like an energy that we transfer. So if I transfer the energy of information and I see them transfer it on the field together, whoo, that's a whole different world now for me. It's like so when they score, I'm not like celebrating as because i'm not doing it that's mm-hmm. that's their glory that's for them right mm-hmm. but the reward for me is to see them go from point a of learning to play transferring me again giving them the information them actually processing the information and understanding that i can't be just one guy doing this all of us got to do it mm-hmm. and then boom if you do this decoy route my teammates going to be wide open it's, it's that whole mm-hmm. it's that whole process of information that i love and yeah yeah so and then that Ties into patience, and then it, it just it just kind of born, it gives birth to itself, and um, it all for me when I was younger at that age, <clears throat> I wasn't afforded that. You know what I mean? It wasn't because like, growing up in Samoa was tough as a Samoan kid, right? Yeah. What was that like? It was it. So you can't ask for you can't ask questions. You're supposed to know already. Should we lead this with, we love Samoans. Yeah, we, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. But, it's just, but this is, it's like a, it's a real tough upbringing mm-hmm. where, because our people are, are, are kind of different in that aspect. So in Samoa, was always like, we give, we tell it to you once, you have to get it. If you ask the question, 
discipline, right? right, right. And you didn't want to get disciplined. So yeah. you don't want, if you don't know, we're just not going to say anything yeah. or we're not going to ask. And then I move here and the teachers are like, feel free to ask questions, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't imagine little Matt was sitting in the classroom, bro, just scared. No. They're like, he can't speak it. Like, no, no he can, but he, he don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> no, no, I'm not asking questions. Uh, you looking at that like, that's a trap. Yeah, that's a trap. She's trapping me. So it's like, because in Samoa, they do that. It was like, does anybody have questions while the teacher's holding a ruler? And you're kind of like, you know, nah, no, I'm good. I'll yeah, just yeah, go yeah. home not knowing yeah. the information. And then I get here. So I kind of learned from that. And then here and now I'm telling the kids that I'm teaching, don't be afraid to ask questions mm -hmm. because misinformation is no information. It's the same thing, right? So if you don't ask and if you really want to know, I'm not going to mm -hmm. gnaw your head off. I'll tell you. If I don't know, I'll find somebody that knows and they'll tell you, right? Mm -hmm. Because if we don't give up, if we don't afford them that information, they'll never understand. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to just wander the world and everybody's going to be judging them for what they know when... You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. we kind of handcuffed them into that that horrible. Or horrible. being afraid to uh, yeah. <clears throat> ask questions, right? To look, they don't want to look dumb. They yeah. don't want to, they, they, they're more worried about that. And they they rather go uh, go around uh, people thinking they know when they really don't <laughs> than just like, hey man, just go ask the question. You know? Yeah. And it, it, and it, it does it, affect them down the line. You know? Yeah. It sets them up for failure, yeah. really. Because if, if they're one question short of being... To passing a test or you know being great at what they want to do or the craft that they're trying to they're trying to build within themselves or what or anything they try to learn mm -hmm. if they're not going to ask that question they'll never succeed yeah now, i mean like you know and now in 50 years down the line they look back and say man i could have been a great receiver or i could have been a great architect i could have been great at this if all i had to do was ask the question right right but yeah growing up growing up in Samoa was hard and being abandoned at age six Sorry, that's, hey, well, hold on. Yeah, there's there's a lot to this. <laughs> so when I was six years old, both my mom and my stepfather left. Oh, for real? Yeah, they they just they just dug out. Like, wait, no, your mom and your stepfather. So your dad's already out of the picture. Yeah, my biological. I never met my biological father. Wow. Yeah, and I didn't know I had a biological father outside of my stepfather until I was thirteen. Wow. So that's another story for another. That's wow. another, it's okay. Weird. So. Yeah, so when six I was old, six, my son, my, my son, my daughter, my, let's go. When I was six, my sister was five and my baby brother was like two. Mm. You're still in diapers. Then they just, they just kind of up and left. But before they left, they sold us to a, um, we were living upstairs to a, uh, an orphanage, an illegal orphanage in Samoa downstairs. And I always remember that lady, she had like 17 kids with her. And it's like fatherless parentless kids right wow. so they sold us twenty dollars twenty dollars a pop me my sister my brother to that lady downstairs wow and my auntie who's iono she's my biological father's sister she lived in another village about seven or eight miles down the road she found out she got wind of that and she's the one that came and scooped this up and raised us as as her own with she also had three of her own kids so yeah, those yeah. are like my cousin my blood cousins and that's how we raised. We were, we grew up in a family, and they were pastors. They were pastors in Samoa. Wow. Yeah. Your auntie, then? Yeah, my auntie and my wow. uncle. So okay. that's that's who I call mom and dad now. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and so from then, they decided to make a move here in Hawaii in 1993, and we thought we was gonna go stay there because my grandpa and my grandma in Western Samoa caught wind also that 
her their daughter had abandoned us to this orphanage guy. So that's where the custody battle started happening. Oh, cause but they were they wanted you guys. Yeah. They did not want you guys. Yeah, they yeah. didn't know their mom. They didn't know that. Yeah. So okay. they wanted me to come mom. stay with them in Western Samoa while my auntie and uncle was moving here in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So they had this whole it was it was a back oh, it was man. back and forth. So summertime. Well, how did that, that yeah, yeah, okay, go ahead, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, it was crazy. So like I would stay in American Samoa during school time. In summertime I go Western Samoa to live with my my grandparents. And that's how it was. Back and forth, back and wow. forth, back and forth. So when they finally made the move to come here, the, the, the decision to come here, my grandma really fought. She really wanted to fight me. But they already had the paperwork signing all that stuff for me to be, for them, for my auntie and uncle to be guardians, the one that's been raising me this whole time, right? Mm-hmm. So there was no way for my grandma to actually legally take me to West Samoa because, yeah. yeah, they're not under the old American and modernized and all that stuff. So... So that's how we ended up coming over here in 93. How'd you feel about all of that, man, going down like as a third? Because you're 13. That's, you're older already by yeah. then. How'd you feel about all of that while it was going on? Yeah, going going through all that was tough. Like, I, I as a 13-year-old kid, I didn't know. As long as my brother, my baby brother was with me or my sister was with me, I was fine, mm-hmm. right? It didn't really matter where because at, at that point in my life, I was thinking, We've been going through this since we were six. Yeah. Like, we never really belonged anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Everywhere that we went, the, they, the village knew us as the foster kids or the adopted kids. So they kind of treated us differently, right? We would eat on the floor, and their kids would eat on the table. Or like, don't ask for extras because, you know, it's it's for the guests and for the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> redhead stepchild type of stuff. So I've always had to fight for trying to belong somewhere, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Especially my baby brother. Like, <laughs> my baby brother would get hungry some nights because he's a big kid, right? Yeah. He'd be like, you going to go for seconds? Because <laughs> he, would, he wouldn't he would ask because he would get dirty liquids if he would ask oh. for seconds. So I would ask for seconds for him. So I would get the dirty liquids or my sister would get the dirty liquids just to get the plate over just so he could eat because he was, he was like, you know, it was, it was constantly like that. Man. And, uh, so we went back and forth, back and forth, and then come thirteen, we did it. It, it didn't matter to us. Mm. Like wherever you guys take us, it's always going to be the same story. But this was from the people that <clears throat> this is from um, your mom and dad now, or other, or when you're at the my mom orphan? and dad now. Okay, yeah, that's how mom, it was. Okay, yeah, that's how it was. Because they had but other kids by then. They had their they had three three of their own kids. Okay, okay and then it was okay. us three. Yeah, so it's kind of like that. But my mom and dad wasn't the ones that were doing that kind of it yeah. was like the ones that were serving the family help, yeah, the because help, yeah. my mom and dad was like pastors mm-hmm. of the uh, of the church and stuff so those who was helping out the family they knew that we were the adopted kids right and you know the pastor had his own kids yeah. so it's like no no the pastor's kids eat first and then you guys can eat with the cooks and yeah. the guys that prep the stuff and yeah. you know what I mean oh wow the whole time as a 7 8 year old you're kind of like I've accepted this as my reality mm. now so it is what it is yeah. but if my brother's got to eat, like, can I ask? And, you know, there was just throwing two or three jabs or whatever. <laughs> Did you have any resentment towards your other siblings that you were living with? Or? Oh, well, I always, I always felt like it wasn't their fault. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I do. I did when they were, like, being mean purposely. But then I felt like two or three years after living with them, they kind of started accepting us as right. their brother and sisters. Yeah, yeah. So then at school, they'd be like, you better not mess with them. But before to before that, they're like, I don't know them. Oh, man. <laughs> or it would be, it would be, hey, you better not tell them that you're my brother. Yeah. Because oh, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. So I was like, 
right. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So, man, so that's a big transition already. What's the transition like? And I'm guessing you guys are just speaking Samoan. Yeah. So what's yeah. the what's the trans transition like when you come to Hawaii? It was for me. It was easy. Yeah. So it's um, for me, it was kind of like a whole new world. I can start over here now. Mm. Like. Land, like literally land of opportunity, right? Because yeah. the teacher's kind of like, you can be an astronaut. You can be all this. You can I be all that. I could be all that. I can, be, I can literally be this. <laughs> <laughs> Where in Samoa was either like join the military or be a good, great athlete, right? Right, right. I mean, that's not a knock on our people, but that's what was presented yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah. So when I came here, I was like literally like, what? I can be this, I can be that. Yeah, there's programs, brochures, there's handing out. I had no idea. and But I could speak English, but I was only mimicking English. I don't know if you can understand that. If that makes sense. Well, I don't man, know if I can make sense. <laughs> I, I can't speak. So I can speak Samoan, but I've only mimicking Samoan. Yeah. I understand. So when I was watching shows, like I actually learned how to speak English from um, sitcoms, Family Matters, Full House, things of that nature. But my older brother could understand it really well. Yeah, yeah. So when the audience would have like fake laugh, I would laugh along, right, with the show. Yeah, yeah. And then he would be like, why are you laughing? You don't even know how to speak English. <laughs> <laughs> so what I did was I would start mimicking what they were saying, like, you know, just like impersonating the, yeah. the different characters. And then I came to find out like what I was saying was making sense. And then when I went to school here, I started to learn English. Yeah. Actually learn what they were saying, actually doing. So yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. That's how I picked it up. When when did you leave? Uh, when did you move to Waipahu then? What age were you? No, I was 13. Oh, okay. You were yeah. 13 when you moved to Waipahu. <coughs> yeah, 13 going on 14. Because oh, yeah? I was I was when we moved here from Samoa, I was 13. Okay. But I, I went to Do Intermediate in Kali first. You got kicked out of Do Do Intermediate, yeah. In less than a year? In less than a year. Oh snap. So <laughs> what happened? My older brother. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> Well, there's there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot, of <laughs> there's a lot to unpack here. So, my my older brother is one year older than me. Came here um, in the beginning of the year. I moved here in October. So when he, my my older brother went to Farrington, oldest my oldest brother went to Farrington. First day of school, he got into a fight and he got suspended. And then the one under him, one that's one year older than me, we went to do intermediate together. His first day of school, he got into a fight. He got suspended. <laughs> And then I came. Right. <laughs> it was it was a trifecta madness. Right. When I came, my first day of school, I got into a fight and I got suspended. But difference is on my second fight, I accidentally hit the science teacher, and she was like seventy six years oh, old. Oh no, Miss Miss Springer. If oh, anybody man. that went to the intermediate <laughs> in the, in the late night in the early nineties knows Mrs. Springer, and she's like this frail old lady, always been nice to yeah. me, right? But I got into a fight that day because a kid whacked me with a science book in the back of my head. Oh, man. It don't intermediate because I was this fresh, fresh off the boat kid straight from Samoa. Yeah. And, then, and what I kind just, of kid? What kind of kid was he? It was a Filipino kid. Yeah. It's a Filipino kid. Tough. Whacked me straight. I didn't even know it was coming, right? But I turned around and me and him went at it. But I guess Mrs. Springer came to try to stop the fight. But I was already in red mode. And I was just swinging wild, and I hit her, and she fell. Oh no! And so that's how I got expelled. Oh out. yeah! Oh uh, yeah! Yeah, that'll get me. Okay, that'll get that got and you. Okay, because my sense. brother already got one strike, so if they all oh, we he's got to go to a different school. Uh, we were supposed to go to IA Intermediate, but well, I don't know what happened. Yeah, we ended up going all the way to Waipa. Man, the Lord had better things planned for you. <laughs> so tell me about the block, man. What was it like when you was growing up on the yeah. block? <laughs> well, that's how we ended up in Waipa. Yeah. Yeah. Man, what was that like? How was getting acquainted to my father? Yeah, and that was another that was another transition I had to learn through. And I was like, 
I got over here. Oh, I heard you're from Camp Four. What, your blood? I was like, what is that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what, what are you talking about? Oh, your blood or your crib? Well, what, what's oh, it? You back? I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where'd you grow up in Waipahu, though? Where'd you live? I lived in, uh, so I lived right at the back of Papuoli when we first moved here. Okay. And then the year after that, <laughs> we moved to uh, right by the Mormon church in Waipahu. Okay, yeah. Where, oh, right over there. Yeah, okay. that's where yeah. we lived the whole time. All the time. And then after that, right before I graduated, I moved to Sunset, Sunset Villa. Oh, le- where legends yeah. are made? Where the legends are made, where the yes. Legends are made. Yeah, if you're <laughs> from where... Sunset, stand up. If you're, if you're from Oasis. Yeah, from stand, Oasis. That ain't it. <laughs> when, when all the gates were open, <laughs> yeah. that's where I live. Yeah, you know what? When we moved, uh, we, we grew up in uh, Waianae. Uh, oh, we really? Little, yeah. So I grew up in Miley. Well, Miley, not Waianae. Uh, I just said Waianae, but yeah. Miley. But when we moved to... Um, Waipau, we ended up moving and we were in uh, we were in Sunset. Mm-hmm. Man, bro, I felt like we arrived. Dude. I was like, roll up, like, I'm oh here. my goodness. We live in a gated community. <laughs> yeah, like, this is crazy. Uh, <laughs> like, dude, it was uh, like, I was those, like, we got pools. Yeah, those gates are to keep the community man, safe. <laughs> we got pools out here. We got uh, we got the little kitty circle pool. We got the big pool. We got like we don't gotta go to the laundromat because you could do your laundry right there. Right there. Yeah, everything's so I, conveniently in there. Yeah, I thought we was. I thought set, we were living it up. For life. Like, oh my goodness, this is the best. <laughs> Excuse me. Man. No, you're good. Huh? I know yeah. you hear me coughing. It's my asthma. It's just it just comes and goes. And no, you're good. You're good. Gotta deal with that. Day yeah. Again. Man, but yeah. So what was that like growing up? Um, when you were in Waipau, you um you got acquainted really quickly. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I had a good friend named Sydney. Sydney. Um, I can't remember his name. It's a good friend, but I can't remember his last name. We've all been but, there. Yeah, but he's, he had the same mentality as I was. Like, you know, I didn't, we didn't give no dams or stuff like that. Yeah. We fight anybody. You know, I had a big chip on my shoulder oh, when yeah? I moved here. So it was almost like all this bent up anger and resentment that had nowhere to go, right? Because of, mm. of, of what I had to deal with. And when I came to Wapo, I was just I was just unleashing everything. But at the same time, I was trying to learn how to be more, to understand how America works. Because mm-hmm. I felt like that was a huge disconnect when I moved, when we moved here from Samoa. Because in Samoa, you could fight in school. Mm. And the, the teacher will let you, they'll let you duke it out. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, you go to the principal's office, and the principal will tell you not to do it again, shake hands, and you go back. Yeah. yeah. Here, I got a fight at Doe Intermediate, and I saw the cops for the first time in my life. I thought I was going to jail. Oh, man. But I didn't know they were there for me, right? Because yeah. like four or five of them all standing. Okay, well, who's, who's the one that got into a fight? I was like, did you guys really call the cops for, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me and him going at it? Because I didn't understand that. Yeah. And then my dad had to like, I literally had to go to a counseling from the police academy. Sit there. This guy's yelling at me about being more disciplined. Your dad and your mom loves you. You're out here punching everybody at school. You just can feel like, yeah, I, I, I do know so, that. I yeah, know I that already. It's like, yeah, I'm over here fighting. And what's the big deal? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, dude. You know, that's assault. That's assault. You can go to jail for that. I was like, I'm still not registering yeah. what this guy is telling me because where I came from, that's, that's okay. completely yeah, legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's wrong with defending yourself, right? Yeah. So then in White Paul, it's like, okay, cops came the second and third time I got into a fight. And then I got into a fight again in my Paul. Wow. It's crazy. And yeah. then more cops showed up, and then they actually pressed charges. And then my dad is like, oh, now we got to go to court. Now we yeah. got to do it. So it's like huge. Are your parents in the um, Are your parents in the ministry over here while they while they're when you guys moved over or they had they had retired or so when we were living in Camp Four they were looking for uh, some churches Samoan churches here were looking okay. for pastors and yeah. we found one um, 
a, a family in Ever Beach. That's how we actually ended up staying in Web Hall. Oh, okay, okay. A family in Ever Beach um, looked over and brought my dad over to be a pastor at their at their church. So it's a funny story. But Tua Tagovailoa's mom was the keyboard player for my dad's church. Oh, for real? Yeah. So we're oh, real what? good friends. What really church good, was that? We're good. Uh, it was called Fana Fuina. Um, it was called a Fana Fuina. Uh, it's a Lamosa Elements okay, Church. Okay, Sound okay, okay. Real old school, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Oregon, stuff like that. So, yeah. So Diane was, we're still all good well, friends now. We still communicate yeah. here and there. But, you know, see the rise of her, her children and stuff yeah, like that. It's like awesome, huge. Man. And nobody believes, like, you know, Dad, you know, Tua's mom. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I goes, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. But, oh, man. you know, humble beginnings, man. It's yeah. Like, that's how it all started. But, yeah, my dad was a minister here. Um, and that had its own challenges as well yeah what's the challenges of uh being in a uh being a pastor's son man out here uh it's it's almost it's not as bad as being in samo but the expect expectation is still there mm. you have to be like squeaky clean what you do out there represents us and you know what i mean it's like if they know you're the pastor's son you gotta be the one that's doing all the right things yeah there's yeah. a lot of pressure for a 12 13 14 year old kid mm -hmm. But me, my brother, my oldest brother, we none of us, none of us, none of us fit the mold. Oh man, my dad is a pastor's kid, so I understand. I, I understand that. Yeah, and I, I guess I, that's funny because I, I hear stories like that, and um, I've seen a lot of pastors' kids on the other side of it, like mm -hmm. that, that are following Jesus. And um, but man, for them, it was rough growing up. Yeah, and they, they kind of did, they kind of made decisions that, yeah, that wouldn't be good for anybody. Yeah. And that's how they got in trouble a lot of times. Um, but a lot of that, a lot of that, when they look back at it, man, they were just like they just needed um, help and attention. And their their parents were giving, uh, for better or worse, they giving everything they could to, to the church, church, but but without but sacrificing that, their family, you know. And that that's the struggle. That mm -hmm. was the struggle, right? And we didn't know as pastors kids that that's what we needed. Mm -hmm. We had football games, and our parents were never there because. You know, the church had Bible study. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, you're good. You're good. <clears throat> we had football games. The parents were in there. We had Bible study, you know, or, or deacons meetings and board meetings, right? Mm -hmm. And then they were never there. So we kind of adapted to that reality of I'll just perform however I want. My, my parents are not going to be there anyway. Mm -hmm. And then growing up and still being in the ministry and learning, um, learning, trying to be there for my kids, mm -hmm. I, I, I caught myself actually being that deacon that was always church monday tuesday mm -hmm. thursday Wednesday, you know what i mean and like now i'm looking back like i can't do that to my boys mm -hmm. like if my kid has a softball game i'm gonna go to the softball game if my mm -hmm. kid had a baseball game i'm sorry about bible study pastor but i gotta mm -hmm. go to because i gotta be there for him right yeah, yeah. he doesn't understand the ministry world yet because mm -hmm. he's still very young yeah so i gotta you know what i mean i gotta sacrifice that for my kid yeah. because me and him, the relationship between parent and child is a lot more important than my relationship with the church because mm -hmm. my relationship with God is always going to be there. Mm -hmm. And as long as I feel like that's the strongest that I have, everywhere I go, it's going to follow me. Yeah. Because God doesn't lie. Mm -hmm. His promise is always true. Yeah. You, where you go, I go. And mm -hmm. as long as you keep me in your heart, you take me to a football game, Bible study, mm -hmm. prayer meetings. Well, no matter where you go, he's yeah, going to yeah, be there, yeah, right? Yeah. But if if I just go prayer meeting, prayer meeting, prayer meeting, and yeah. my son is like, "Where's my dad at the football yeah. game?" Right, He's serving God, son. Yeah, <laughs> right. And then now you sever that relationship, <laughs> right, 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 for for something else. Yeah. <clears throat> but so, and that was what, that's what that's what actually got us out of, 
um, serving in churches was mm. we were trying to help out so much with the church and I completely neglected my kids. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't want to be that guy that's going to be successful at church and doing preaching and, and worship team. Yeah. And, you know, God, all the glory. Yeah, God, yeah. God sees our hearts for and sure, everything. For sure, for sure. But my kid's going to grow up troubled on the streets because my relationship with him is not there. Yeah, yeah. Now he's got to go look for something else. Mm-hmm. I'll be a ganger. I'll give me a gangbanger then. Yeah. Maybe if I if I do all this bad stuff, maybe my dad would probably turn their head and say, I got to maybe, you know, yeah. strengthen that that cord with my son. Yeah. Man, that's, yeah. that's, that's so true. I, I think... Uh, like my wife and I, we try to find a balance in all of that. Just because right. we're we're pastors, you know, I'm a pastor at a church, right. and my wife is helping out so much. But one of the things that we always talked about before we um, went into ministry was uh, that our we, we had kids while we were serving. We already started serving, so. But when we had kids, it was like we had to remind ourselves like, hey, the kids never chose this life, right? And and for better or worse, <clears throat> we're always gonna prioritize it, um, but not but. Like the best advice I ever got was from a pastor of mine, and he said, uh, "If you, the, like, when you look at the qualifications for a pastor, anyway, right. is that you manage your household well, right? That you're respected in your home, mm-hmm. that you're present, that you raise your kids well, right? And that requires that you spend time with them, right? Yeah. And he 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 told me like, if you if you um, have your min, if you sacrifice your ministry at the expense of your family." But if you sacrifice your family at the expense of your ministry, you, you lose both of them. Yeah. If you sacrifice your ministry at the expense of the family, you lose the ministry, mm-hmm. but you keep your family. You keep your family. You keep your family. And so I think I've seen a lot of people not do that. And um, yeah, it's, it's it's not worked out great for them, you know? And yeah. So yeah. Even like even like us, like right now, we like it's a battle for us trying to figure out and balance, okay, um, what we got going on with the church and mm-hmm. what we got going on, what my son got going on. You know, he has... His own dreams and things that he wants to do and things that he likes to have, you know, things that are fun for him. And so one of the things we try to do is try to make, um, one, we try to make church as enjoyable as possible Mm -hmm. for the kids. You know, like they got to always come early with us. They always got to do stuff. But also um, to set time aside where it's like just our family, set time aside where not everything needs to be about the church. And we tell our people that too. And so one of the things we try to do as a church is like, man, we're just not we're just not going to be events driven. Right. We're like every event is just church, 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 church. Like, yeah. man, because you got to go be missional somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I love hanging out with the church. But if we hanging out with each other all day, all we ain't day. Talk, we talking to nobody. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, are, you, are you converting? <laughs> like, are you sharing the gospel with me? And I'm sharing the gospel with you. We just going to keep doing this? You know? So, yeah. So that and then yeah. I always, always felt like. That was the missing, biggest missing piece in our church communities, no matter where you go, right? There's too much in one area, but less at the foundation, right? Because mm-hmm. if your foundation is not solid, and you know this, right? Yeah. Nothing's going to be built on top of that. Mm-hmm. And everything starts at the home. I mean, I understand if your home is broken, yeah. yes, you know what I mean? Find somewhere you can rebuild, but never give up on where where it started. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like I, It's funny, too, because as pastors, right, like, Man, your how your family is doing, that's the qualification for being in ministry yeah. anyway. So if your family's falling apart, bro, you gotta mm-hmm. take a break. Yeah, yeah. Right. For to, sure. to do them to do something more important than ministry. Yeah. Like God don't need us in ministry. Like yeah. me, me, he don't meaning the the ministry will go on without right. the church is doing just fine. Right. And yeah. 
Um, but he called you specifically to yep. love your family, right? To take I, care of your family, and that's where everything starts. Love yeah. starts at the family. Everything starts at the family, yeah. right? Yeah. And I heard, I heard one of the uh, one of the preachers once mentioned, "You think God needs your help? He doesn't. Mm-hmm. He just wants you to help somebody else by using all the gifts that He's given you." Yeah, yeah. For so sure. it's not that uh, a lot of the old school guys are like, "Well, if you don't go to church, you're missing your blessing." No, dude, that's not what that. You stop. Mm-hmm. You, you're flipping it. Don't yeah, flip you're flipping it. it. <laughs> you're already blessed. You're already blessed. Yeah, you're yeah. already blessed. If you want to go to the church to you mingle and then have the fellowship, you know, mm-hmm. strengthen each other, that's fine. Yeah. It's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm all for that. But I'm not going to be one thousand percent there, mm-hmm. and my family is all you know is shambles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it has like as I think about it too. I'm like, man, it has to be, um, like you know, like there's a passage in uh, Hebrews where it talks about. Um, don't neglect the gathering of believers, mm-hmm. right? It talks about that, but and so I, I think that that's important. But I think when we think about it, when we think about church, um, a lot of times it's easy. It's easy for Christians to make going to church the end all be all. Right. But it's, but it's, it's, ulti- it's ultimately not. But I think it's both. I think God says like we 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 need fellowship with believers. Yep. We need the preaching of the word. We mm-hmm. need to sing right, greet one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, and we need to be. Loving our families, right? And and so I think that um, wherever people land on it, you got to hold both of those intentions. So right. like even for for my wife and I, we're trying we're trying to like we tell our people too, we're trying to figure this out, guys. Like we got a young family, <laughs> and we're just trying to figure it out. Yeah. And 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 but there's a lot of people I think they they're very heavy handed with how they approach it. And so, um, yeah, which is something I never wanted to be right season, as a dad or as a pastor, but. I also think that it would be a lot easier if people saw church as more uh, as a place where you could be yourself. Yeah, why not? Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's what that's the come as you are thing is all yeah, about, man. Yeah. It's like, hey, man, you shouldn't be dressing like that because you're you're in the church, you're the house of God. Like, dude, come on, relax. Yeah, yeah. Right, come as you are, man. Be comfortable. You know, yeah. come come in understanding that you know you, you're trying to seek you're seeking answers mm-hmm. for the problems that you have, and we may not have it, but if you can just communicate with the source. Mm-hmm. On your own, in here, in the room full of 100, 200, 200 300 people, yeah. you're going to find it. I yeah. guarantee it. Open your heart. You know, you can yeah. find it. But it's tough, man, because as soon as you walk through the doors, you kind of, you know, you get the side eyes and you get the, I saw, so you was at the club last night, like, you know, things like that. And it's always. It's, I only went once. Yeah. <laughs> senior frogs. I was passing senior on Senior frogs. Senior was, frogs was a wild night. Oh, time. senior frogs. That was, Bro, I never seen so many Samoans in Waikiki in my life. <laughs> My whole life, Matt. They was all there. Yeah, everybody, everybody was, was there. there. I was like, the oh. cellar, you remember the cellar? <laughs> yeah, everybody was out, man. No, I literally only been to see your frog. Oh, see your frog. I said, I was scarred after that. I was, I was like, oh my goodness. Hey, brother, when I say I was every, I was everywhere, <laughs> everywhere, everywhere. Was, oh man, I had one green car right going down the strip like eighty-five times. All right, man, let's go home. <laughs> oh, just hop it in, hop it out. Yeah, it's crazy, man. So, when did you start playing football? I only played football my sophomore year at Waipawa and my senior year. Oh, for real? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't play the in between years because I was lazy. I didn't want to. Do it. I just wanted to like find a girlfriend. <laughs> I was doing the girlfriend thing. I played soccer. Uh, played I tried. Soccer. I tried. I failed. I tried out for oh soccer. I played um, my junior year. I played my junior year or my senior year in soccer. Uh, soccer was fun. That's where I started building my speed up. I was already fast, but I had yeah. asthma, so. It was kind of like counterproductive. <laughs> I was like a cheetah. Thirty seconds, you get a good thirty seconds, bro. You get a good thirty seconds from me. After that, the heart goes, the lung goes, and like, <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. 
So you played soccer and then you played football. I played soccer in off season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, football sophomore year I played running back and then uh, they moved me to linebacker. And then they saw that I was too small because I was once I was sixty five, <laughs> skinny bones. I was like Nate Jackson, just skinny Aye. bones. <laughs> Excuse me, man. And then um, and then they moved me to safety, and that's yeah. why I, I loved it. That's why I loved it, safety. We was in shape, boy. Yeah, we was, boy. I oh, was you were one seventy. I, I was I was wearing extra small. Oh man, <laughs> dude, shopping that baby gap and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Let me get a large from baby gap. Savers, savers. <laughs> uh, I was at the savers. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. bro! Back in the day when man. Savers was, was hit, man. Bro, Savers, uh, when Savers went up, it ruined my childhood. <laughs> my mom started buying me stuff from Savers, so like you would see the toy from last year that you wanted. You know the one with the, like the basketball one. Yeah, but mine would come with no basketballs. You know, like like or yes. no net. You know, like man. <laughs> I'm like, mom. It's not meant to be sold separately, mom. Oh, it's yeah, supposed to like, be in the whole hey, package. Mom, we're not all in here. Why are these things in Ziploc bags? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, like, where'd you get? Where'd you get this from? Who'd you borrow this from? Oh, now I'm like, man, I can't believe. Like, I can't believe how expensive these toys are now. I was like, I yeah, took my it's kids. Crazy. I took my kids to Savers, man. I said, hey, kids, come in here, come in. Yeah, here. You know, it's, get whatever it's you want. It's, okay. it's on me. Get whatever you want. <laughs> I got you. I got so I took, you. I took the kids, bro. I was like, yeah. They're like, yeah. really? I was like, anything. Go get anything. Yeah, it's like Christmas, and Christmas is coming around the corner already, man. I'm already dreading it, dude, because oh, my man. kids are. I want this. I want that. I was like, listen, when I was, <laughs> when I was about twelve, my favorite Christmas story, we didn't have nothing. <clears throat> Sorry, <clears throat> we didn't have nothing, and uh, my dad, we did. I don't even think we had a tree that year. Like we, were, we were living by the Mormon church this time. We still didn't want Paul. My dad went out to Walmart. He got like a pack of socks, a blanket, like straight out of Walmart, and one remote control car. And there's other, there's like four out of five other items. There's six of us. And then he had them all gift wrapped, right? No box, nothing, just straight wrapped. You know, like the mm-hmm. wrapping paper on the... On the <clears throat> and he had no names on it and just threw it on the couch. <coughs> Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Man, this thing. And then um, just threw it on the couch. And then he had this remote control car, the RC one, where you spin, right? He would open it up, put the batteries in, set it up on one end. And then the case that it came in the box, he had it open on the other end. And none of us knew how to operate this this toy, right? So his game that night for Christmas, this is Christmas now, bro. It's the best. That was the best, my, my favorite moment ever as a kid. He was like, the first person... To get that car to park into that box, <laughs> you can pick. <laughs> you get first. <laughs> you get first dibs, bro. It took us almost all night. Oh man! But I had my eye because I saw him pulling it out of the bag from Walmart. Right, I had my eye on a pack of socks because I never had socks for school. I was like, man, I just wanted the socks. Dang, man. <laughs> so I came like after the fit time coming around, I finally got it, and I was focused. I think I, I think I got it down. I finally got it into the box. And he goes, okay, pick one, man. I was so happy when I got the whole pack of socks. <laughs> pack of socks for Christmas, bro. And I was like, gee. You buy your son some socks. What are you, you, <laughs> yeah, you going to I got socks. What are you going to say, say to you when you, when like, you buy I don't, want the, I don't want the high knee one. I want the short one. You better, you better get whatever color <laughs> socks you can get as long as it protects your oh, feet. Oh, man. That's crazy. Yeah. You know what's, cra- you know what's nuts is um, 
because every kid, right? You can look back at your, you can look back at stuff, maybe your, um, like your your childhood, and oh man, parents are like this, or parents are like that, right? But man, when you think about the fact that your parents provided you like food Great. and clothes and. Man, if, like if I could go back, I was like, man, I would have been more, more thankful. Yeah, more grateful. Man, huh? yeah. yeah, just like even now doing it now as as a parent. Yeah, it's like how did my dad do it? Yeah, but there are days, bro. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? There's yeah. days like right now. My schedule is crazy. Monday, yeah. I go to work, I get off, and then I go straight to class. Yeah, I get home to like maybe nine p.m. Mm-hmm. and I get home, talk, shoot the stuff with my <laughs> wife and the kids. Tuesday, go to work. Go to football. Right there from work. Yeah, and then right from work. And then Wednesday is the only day where it's nothing, right? But some weird reason, where you have a free open day. Always got something. The woman always got something <laughs> going. <laughs> hey, let's go shopping. Like, oh, my goodness. Are you crazy? <laughs> so then, you know, and then Friday, Thursday, Friday, you know, it's straight football, football, football. Yeah. And then Saturday, you get your football games, you want to kick and relax, but of course, you got to go shopping mm-hmm. or your wife's going to be mad. <laughs> or jump on your friend's podcast. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. My bad, bro. I'm sorry. I don't want to contribute to this. Oh, I love this, I didn't bro. Mean this to. is awesome, man. I didn't mean to. And then, you know, we got football Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah. And then it starts, the madness starts all over man. again. Yeah. But now I'm thinking about like, how did my parents do it? Like, and you know, those times are harder. Mm-hmm. You didn't have the internet. You have... I don't know how they drove around with no GPS. Or you just drop a kid off. I remember my parents dropping me off and they go somewhere else. I see them in three hours. Like you, you, and you're waiting at the park while all your other kids getting picked up. You're like, you, but, right? But you never thought anything was bad, right? You just, yeah, yeah. you just no, waited. Yeah, you just waited. Are you sure your parents are coming? Oh yeah, yeah, he's coming. I have no idea. Oh, man. I can't get a hold of him. Nothing. That's crazy. But yeah, my wife and I talk about that all the time, man. We're like. I I, talk, I called my mom one time. I was like, "Man, how did you guys buy these cleats? How did you guys do yeah. that for us?" Crazy. Like I was over here, just like just looking at registration fees and cleats and all that stuff, uniforms and things like that. And like, man, but if you could go back, you man, you'd be way more thankful for yeah. what your parents did. I remember, I remember yeah. feeling like, "Oh man, my mom wanted I wanted this shirt. I didn't want that shirt." I'm like, come on, <laughs> or the Nike one. There's, yeah. there's a Nike on that one. Man, it's crazy. I don't care if there's a stain on it. Yeah. There's a Nike on it. I'm going to wear it. Yeah. So what happened after after you graduated? Because I remember you said you went to the military. When, yeah. when, when did you go so, to the military? Oh, so in the in the middle of I was I, I was dancing at Paradise Cove after high school. <laughs> Hold up. I, I, you yeah. was dancing too. Yeah. Bro, I was dancing too. Yeah, I was dancing at Paradise. <laughs> I was dancing at Paradise Cove after high school. These people don't know. Matt, they don't know. <laughs> they we gotta don't. flash some pictures on here, just so yeah. people. Yeah, we're busy men. So now. you remember O'Brien Asselu, the late great yes. O'Brien Asselu? Yep. Yep. Yeah, she, he was my boss. For He's real? the one that hired me. Yeah, so he hired me. I was the smallest. Remember, now, I was in high school. I get us a one sixty five skin and bones. But I he I, he saw something in me during my audition. And he wanted to bring me on. There's some abs. He saw, and, <laughs> he saw, he saw abs. something in me and outside of me. <laughs> All eight of my ribs. <laughs> he could see it. And he, he was saw. like, oh, man, we, we can work with we can work with this guy. And so all eight of my ribs, all the ankle bones. No, but yeah, so I was shocked when he actually wanted to uh, uh, hire me because the audition, the guy that took me over there said, I think you would you would have fun at Paradise Cove. Yeah. But I never danced school in my life. All I did was someone dancing. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. 
the fuck up hockey, the Samoan slap dance, you know what it is. Yeah. But that's all I did. All I knew was Samoan dancing. So when I went to Paradise Cove, the whole night show, the main show is hula. Oh, wow. And I told her, Brian, I can't do hula. And he goes, yeah, I know. I saw your audition. <laughs> but you have showmanship. You have stage oh, presence, this and go. that. So, but I could teach you hula. And then here I am, not knowing anything about the about that side of, of, of Hawaii, right? Yeah. And hula and, and the community and I didn't know, like, he was big time. Like, he's one of the the legends in that community. And I was like, wow, I did So he was like, you know, and then that's when how that, all that started. I still was never, ever good at hula. But I love performing, and then I was yeah, there. Yeah. So while I was at Paradise Cove, I met... <coughs> Sorry. While I was at Paradise Cove, I met uh, Pastor Joe Hunkins' do- um, niece. And I started going to Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And then going to Lighthouse... Um, remember now I, I was that, that, Were you at Lighthouse Before they moved to the building When, when there was meeting it? That was in the middle In the middle of transitioning Oh okay okay, okay. Yeah they just built A brand new gym over there So yeah. that's how they kind of That's how they recruited us From Sunset The Sunset Boys And they said Hey we have a basketball tournament Come join a basketball tournament So yeah. we had the Sunset Boys All black It was It was, it was the coolest story right, man. Right. <laughs> That's didn't, how they got you guys Didn't win any games Oh awesome <laughs> Just just got smoked. Oh, Every, God. Hey. <laughs> I thought this was a good story. I thought we were going to talk about wins and like, man, we came back. Or, so we just hey. we took L's. God. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> was it all Samoans? Hey, all Samoans. Oh, hey. hey, no coach. Oh, bro. Calling our own subs. Oh, man. It was funny. Man, it's just a bunch of knuckleheads, right? Yeah. The funny thing was... We were we were already causing trouble on the streets right in front of the lighthouse when they moved in as a church. And where the church was, that small little cul-de-sac. Yep. <coughs> that's where we drank. And we were throwing beer bottles over and causing trouble, wreaking havoc, right? Thinking <laughs> that this and that. And they knew me, Smitty. That was my that was my street name. Yeah. In my power was Smitty. Smitty's the one that's leading the charge and he's causing cops to show up. I was just a I was just a rotten kid, dude. Just a bad teenager, yeah. man. That was all over the place. Man. And we were throwing beer bottles over, fighting in front of the church, swearing. And they would have security guards mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from the church run up <coughs> with man. two by fours. Oh, good. <laughs> Excuse two me. by fours. And I was like, you know, just causing a mess. Anyway, so when they had the basketball tournament, they were like, hey, guys, we we're drinking. <laughs> it was the same corner. You guys want to come join that basketball? <laughs> of course we do. <laughs> So we went to Walmart. We all got little black tees, t-shirts. The inside out, you can turn it is white and black. And then we, yeah, and then we went to the, uh, we went to the craft station and got the stencils and paint. That same night, me and my my uh, good friend Darrell Polite, rest in peace. Oh, yeah. Darrell Polite just passed away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Darrell stayed up all night, stenciling all our shirts like jerseys. <laughs> I was so drunk when I got the stencils, bro. <laughs> That sounds like some big green. Like, yeah. you know, seen I was so drunk when I got the stencils. I didn't know it was like the ones with the leaves and the flowers that went oh, to man. it. So we got, we got these muscle-bound guys wearing sunset in the front, sunset shirts with like flowers and oh, leaves. <laughs> but that's how I got into the in, into the Lighthouse Church. Wow. Was through that tournament. And then started visiting, started going through services, youth services. And then I actually like, you know, Started loving it. I never had a relationship with God mm. um, until until that day because I was remember I was LMS I was 
Psalm one church all my life. My yeah. my dad was LMS, and my first assembly experience was that. I didn't know anything about worship. I didn't know anything about getting in tune with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that. I was like, "What is this? What is? Where is everybody standing up and crying and tearing?" And mm. I had nothing. And then a year of that, I finally went to my first altar call, and I promise you, I promise you, it felt like there's wind. There was a wind in there that night, mm-hmm. and for almost the entire altar call, I think the entire altar call before they turned off the lights, yeah. I was at the altar for hours. Just crying. Oh, wow. And I, all I kept saying was, I'm sorry. That's all I kept mm-hmm. saying. I did not know what I was sorry for, mm-hmm. but my, my being was just saying, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And I swear to you, the whole time it just felt like. Maybe sorry for <laughs> drinking and throwing the bottle. Throwing bottles. Fighting. And- <laughs> all the stuff you just said. <laughs> Maybe that was. <laughs> I'm just spitballing right now. I don't know. Well, it's just backtrack to your story <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. here, sir. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> picking fights with all, the elderly. Uh, right, maybe you're maybe you're saying that, and they should have just. Oh, bro, we got the security cameras right here. So just, we're let's stick it right here on the slideshow. Let's, let's set up the replay. Yeah. The replay cam. Let me just show you this right maybe there. This punk kid. This over is here. what you're sorry. <laughs> let's help you out, man. <laughs> Figure young, young, young so Pastor Hunkin would have yeah. done that, you know? Oh man. Dude. Man, that's crazy though. I think uh that's that's awesome to to, to hear. So how was that transition for you with your parents though? Because they were still five yeah. Huh? So my parents, my my parents never had a they kind of just let me live my life after okay. Okay. so many years of trying. Yeah. <laughs> man. And I remember my mom, my mom was still trying to get a handle. Mm-hmm. On me Oh I don't want you to get in trouble I don't want you to go to jail My dad was He didn't give up on me Yeah My dad literally told my mom Whatever he wants to do in life He'll figure it out mm-hmm. Just let him go mm. And that's what it was And then from there From church I got um, Because I was going to church so much I was Into the whole mode of Maybe I shouldn't Well a lot of church members are Like Maybe you shouldn't dance your prayer to COVID anymore Because your body is for the Lord now you know, and it was kind of like, and I was so naive. I was in in, in church, so naive mm-hmm. as a young soul. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And then I quit Paradise Cove. That's a good job. And, yeah. <laughs> that was your job. O'Brien Eselu called me up and he said, how come you're not coming back? Where, how come you leave? Oh, you know, I found my calling in church. And he goes, is the church paying your bills? And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't tell me about that yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, hold on. <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah, I'm coming oh, back. So man. I went back. I went back. <laughs> you got to go back, bro. Yeah, but after that, um, I met Joe Hunkins' niece, and then through the hall of turmoil, uh, this and that, she graduated high school, and then we got married uh, in the court. Wow. And we got okay. married in the court. She got pregnant, and then we had our daughter, and then me as a Paradise Cove dancer slash security guard, I kind of figured that um, it's not enough for my daughter. Mm. So literally on a bus ride to Waikiki, uh, sorry, on a bus ride back home from Waikiki on one of my shifts as a security guard, I was going to get ready and then take another bus to uh, Paradise Cove. And I was already burnt out already, yeah? Yeah. So coming past Pearl Ridge, they used to have the United States Army recruiting station over there. Yep, yep, I remember that. And I remember looking over... And I was listening to my CD player, my, my no oh. my no skip CD player oh, at the time. I still remember it was Warren G, the regulator. Oh the, yeah, 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 yeah. I still remember listening to my Warren G uh, CD player. 
I looked over. United Why States. Why kids are still listening to Warren G. <laughs> still listening. Nate Dogg yeah, and Warren Maybe G. on CD players, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, I remember sitting in the bus and I looked over at that and I was like, I'm going to give it a shot. Mm. Got off the bus, went in. I was like, when can I get on the next thing smoking out of here? And he was like, yeah, hey, what did you have the army? He goes, yeah. Because I figured and I... I despised the military back then. Yeah. Like that those were the cats that we were fighting with at the clubs every weekend. Right, right. Was military right. guys. And I just didn't like that. You know what I mean? Like I didn't understand it. And it's mm-hmm. not that they like it, I just didn't understand it. But I joined the army from there. And then the rest is history, man. Yeah. And how long were you in the army? Huh? I was in ten years. Ten okay. years in the United States Army, yeah. And you're you guys moved uh I'm I was in Germany. What year was that? Uh two thousand and four. No, okay. sorry, two thousand and three. Oh, wow. Joined Army 2003. Got oh, out so there's heat in the Army, man, at that time. Yeah. That was yeah. right after the 9 the whole 9 right. thing. I think yeah. a year, two years, that's 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 Iraq yeah. already. Yeah, it was right there in Iraq. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So I got in uh, right off of basic training. I went straight to Germany. My unit in Germany was already in Iraq at that time. Mm. I want to say they were already there like eight months. Damn. And then the guys in Germany, my unit in Germany was like, oh, don't worry, we can bring your family over. Just get your housing situated. Not two weeks in Germany. I was already training. Boots and ground, Iraq. Wow. Didn't see my family for the whole boot camp session. For real? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, yeah. And so, so your, your your first wife your, and your daughter. Yeah, my first wife and my daughter. They moved you guys to, Ger- yeah. to Germany. So they're there. No, they weren't in Germany. They're oh, they still here. They stayed here. Yeah, okay, they were okay. supposed to come to Germany before I went to Iraq. Mm. But none they did, of that So they just out. stayed here. So then. they just stayed here with their parents. Mm. Well, so I was in Iraq, and after my first deployment in Iraq, I came back to Germany. Same story again, trying to get everything situated, bring my daughter and my wife then at the time to Germany to come stay with me. And then George Bush orders us to a 96 turnaround to go to Pakistan. So, again, just got back from Iraq. Let's go to Pakistan. Which felt so. like a vacation compared to Iraq, I'm sure. <laughs> so, yeah, at so. least it's Pakistan. At least it's that way. Yeah, you go the other <laughs> way. Yeah, so I went to Pakistan. Uh, did like six, seven months in Pakistan. Wow. And we came back. And then from there, I came here. From Pakistan, I went back to Germany. And then from there, I was supposed to get them to come over. Finally, come over to Germany. Mm-hmm. But they're like, you know what? You can be enlisted. You can pick anywhere. You can go and the army will put you there. I said, like, can I go home? I say, like, where's home? I was like, Hawaii. And then they looked at it over. He said, yeah, you can go home. It's like, oh, let's do wow. it. So I re-enlisted five years, came back home, and then we stayed here. And right back to Iraq. <laughs> About oh, two man. months, came home because they were like, yeah, the unit that you're going to at home, they just arrived from Iraq. No, she had it backwards. Oh, man. They're about to get ready to go to Iraq. <laughs> And so I came here two months here in Hawaii. Hi, hi, hello, everybody. Boom, right back to Iraq. So what in all of that? And that's how I, what, that's what, why it didn't work. What changed your heart to love the military <laughs> after that? Because I would have been like, I despised you guys before. I despise you more now. But you know what? I'll be honest. It fed my daughter. Yeah. You know what I mean? It gave, it gave us the opportunity to actually put something on the mm-hmm. table. And then the housing was good. I mean, I had, bro, I had no ambitions of saving money. I just wanted to make sure that my daughter was alive. Yeah. And but how many years of that? So that, that's a lot of years, though. Yeah. So that that's from, happening. From jump, from 2003 to 2007, I was I was in and out. I was oh. never home. I would, I would say from 2003 to 2007, family time was maybe a year. Wow. Because 
a lot of people don't understand, but before we deploy, we actually do six to seven months of training and you're never home. They're probably home and then you go to NCC in California for like 45 mm -hmm. months, three to three months, uh, not 45 months, I'm sorry, 45 days, mm -hmm. maybe maybe more, 60 days sometimes. And then you come here and then we have another training in the big island, you go over there for another month, wow. month and a half. That's, at least that's what I had to experience. So yeah. you're never like, you know, so I come home, my daughter was like getting bigger and then we had a son. <laughs> And I missed all their first birthdays, second birthdays, everything. Christmases was through like Skype back yeah. then. That's how we had with Skype. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. That's how it was. Man. So like maybe a year, a year and a half of family time for the first seven years. And then our marriage fell apart. And then I met my wife now, Eleanor, and then have two, uh, had our, no, no, we didn't have kids then. We, yeah. just, we were just together at the time. And we got married. And then I went back to Afghanistan for one more oh, time. Bro. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Wow, that's a lot, man. But so that must have been hard, though. Like, uh, not the deployment's hard. I'm just, I'm just like, man, that's like the God is sovereign, man. God knows, but that's gotta be. If I wasn't a Christian, that's the most unluckiest set of circumstances ever. But it was well, I, I, I gotta give it to the army on that one. The last one was actually on me. Okay. And there's a story behind that. When me and my wife got together, uh, Eleanor, my wife and I got together, I wanted I wanted a wedding for her. Mm. And I didn't have enough money to give her whatever she wanted for her, for her special day. Mm -hmm. So, and the only option I had, the only way I knew that I can get a whole lump sum or a good amount of money mm -hmm. in, in a year span was to deploy. Because the army, the military was just cashing everybody out. Mm -hmm. And I told her, it's a shot in the dark. It's actually a huge risk. But if I make it out alive, <laughs> oh, if I make it back, you get your wedding. So I deployed. I re-enlisted for Afghanistan to go one more time because I knew if I come back, that was the end of my contract and I was going to get out anyway. Mm -hmm. But at least now, if you want your wedding, I can go get your wedding and Dang. I'll be back. And that's how it was. Yeah. So what... <laughs> Went to Afghanistan. <laughs> so every every single day. I just think Eleanor would have been happy to have you. Every single day. Don't kill me. Don't kill me. Boys, boys, boys. You understand, man? I got a wedding to get to. Getting mortared at four four in the morning oh, in your sleep, and you're like, "Are they close? No, they'll be fine. I oh. think they're close." Yeah, so I came back. Thankfully. <laughs> I came back and uh, yeah, got it, got her the way that she wanted, and the rest is history. Man, how was that with your? How was that um, connecting with your your daughter and your son, man? After you been after tough, missing, man. It. it was tough. Yeah, because the whole the whole. But you thought of, like that's the crazy part, right? You you're doing it for them. Yeah, you're doing it for them. But just going back to what we talked about earlier, man. Presence presence matters yeah. too. Yeah, you know, there's a, that, and it was it was hard. Because I'm not physically there, mm -hmm. and you know, 15 minute phone calls is not gonna, not gonna do anything. Mm -hmm. It's just gonna men. It's just gonna have them understand that I have a father mm -hmm. somewhere <laughs> in the world. Pakistan. <laughs> Pakistan. Bro, can you imagine? In she Iran. went. She went, and she she said at one point in school, yeah. "I got a I got a dad. He's in Pakistan." And yeah. everybody's like, "She got a Pakistani. <laughs> <laughs> She's got her a Pakistani dad. dad. <laughs> her, dad <laughs> her dad is Pakistani." Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> But yeah, that's hard, man. Yeah, it, it was tough, man. And then 
Anybody can say that, you know, yeah, you just got to toughen through it. Like, but unless you see how those people are over there, mm-hmm. that was like the biggest thing for me was, yeah, it, it, it was really horrible mm-hmm. for me because I'm like a homebody, right? <laughs> like, and yeah. God is like, homebody, oh, yeah, here, yeah, you yeah. <laughs> here you go, here you go. But, you know, seeing people in Pakistan, you know, living in tents and like 30 degree weather, waking up to how cold that, I mean, it's like, Damn. you know, you make, that's what I call home. It's like, be grateful and be thankful, you know, like yeah. the things that we have and what, well, what we don't have, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because there's people out here in the world that's just not in living conditions yeah. that anybody should be. Yeah, for sure, man. How did that, um? <coughs> so it obviously changed your view of the military, yeah. being in it. Even towards military people, yeah, um, I I appreciated everybody's background. I understood that they all come from different different mm-hmm. backgrounds. They all have different stories and perspective. They're different, very very different from each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can live in Oklahoma, one can live in Alabama, and it's like completely different. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. way that they talk is different, and yeah. the way they like food is different. It's like, and that would made me appreciate. It. I opened up my whole heart to like the world and everything, yeah. you know. And I took the Lord Spirit with me everywhere I went. Yeah. It's like, look, if you're in my if you're in my team or I'm in your team, you're my brother, man, mm-hmm. and you're my sister, you know. Yeah. And they, it's like, wait, hold on, bro. Like, we're not like, understand where I'm coming from, yeah. dude. They'll take it word for word. Like, yeah. understand, I'm coming from like a spiritual aspect of yeah. this thing. Like, I'll, I'll take a bullet for you because you're my brother. It's like, but you're not really, but it's like it was. You know what I mean? <laughs> but if you say that to a Polynesian, we understand. They understand where yeah. you're coming from. Like, yeah, my brother. Yeah, I love you too, bro. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. We're, we're already there. Yeah. But there's some some parts of the world. It's hard. Because they already have their guards up and their yeah. defenses up. It's like whatever they experience over in that part of the world, yeah. it's really hard for them to grasp somebody being genuine coming in and say, oh, he really takes me as a brother mm-hmm. or a sister. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, one of the things too, just even in our, in our church, because I've been a pastoring at a church where, you know, it's not just Samoan people. It's not just people like me, Filipinos or anything like that. Right. But there's a, there's a mix in our church. So, like, there's a lot of, you know, there's Bahá'í people, and then there's local people, and then there's Samoan people. I like and, that. You know? Um, but one of the things that that we always kind of try to emphasize is you got to understand, like, because what we do when we're growing up is we lump everybody together, mm-hmm. right? That's local people. That's the Hawaiians. <laughs> yeah. Just and, group uh, them yeah, all yeah, together. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's all the military people. Yeah. They're all like that. Yeah. They're all, they're all this way. They're all this, this way. But we didn't want if anybody did that to us, right? But um, yeah. So in in Archer, like I, th- I think that's one of the most beautiful things. Like, as much as you can be united about one common mission or one common goal that you guys have, for us it should be even deeper as a as a as a Christian yeah. because and one, um, Jesus uh, Jesus was born Jewish but saves all of us, mm-hmm. and two, um, like the gospel, the whole point of it is, man, all of us are messed up. Like, our, all all of us are different stories, but we have one similar story, and that's that all of us are messed all up. Jacked up. All of us are sinful, and at the same time, <laughs> we all got the same Savior, yep. and we got the same we got the same the same Savior who died on the cross for us, who rose again for us. Mm-hmm. And if you can't unite over that, man, you I don't know what you're, you're lost, doing, bro. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. You lost. So we try to like, man, I try to help our church to see that everybody from different places. Like, if you're military, you come in, you got to understand this. We have a culture. We have a we have a way about yeah. about here that you're you are a visitor. Right. At the same time, my job as a you know, especially the way my dad raised me and being a Samoan, right. we're always like welcoming. Yeah. So if you're gonna be around, like you're gonna be treated like family. Yeah. Well, 
<laughs> maybe not to start. Think about the beginning. Eventually, eventually, everything going right. You know, you depends. should be treated like family right away. You know, like right away, we're gonna take care of you um, because you're a guest. You right. know, and and you you turn from a guest to family. And I think that what I want to see in the church is like, man, everybody. Um, Laying aside the differences, you know, yeah. or, or celebrating the differences. Celebrating the differences. And you know what? The Why differences are, are differences, but yeah. accept it. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do it like this. Are we gonna I'm I'm Samoan, and so yeah. are things gonna be done certain ways sometimes at our church just naturally because of who who I yeah. yeah, sometimes yeah, of course. But at the same time, it doesn't exclude, you know, the gospel right. doesn't exclude people. It doesn't at no. all. You know what I mean? Love is for everybody. Yeah, yeah. And and um I the thing that I love about God is it it there is there is no shortcut to his love mm-hmm. right it's a straight shot and it's it's literally right there in front of you mm-hmm. and it's all about realizing that you are messed up mm-hmm. you got to realize that you're broken man yeah if you have too much pride you'll never see that yeah you'll never see there's anything wrong with the self right mm-hmm. you're always going to see the wrong in somebody else mm-hmm. and that's the backwards thing that I always talk about when I used to preach is don't be afraid of your differences man Understand that you are messed up. Yeah. I'm messed up. Yeah. Everybody's messed up. But it's not my job to point out you're wrong mm-hmm. because I got yeah, yeah. to try to figure my stuff out. The great thing about God is he's here for all our wrongs. Mm-hmm. There's no wrong that's greater than another wrong. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's got the same exact yeah. you know, level of, of, of sin. I mean, like, it, but his love, is is that's why he took the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. And I will always go back to... Right when he was crucified with the thief that was next to him, mm-hmm. I will always go back to that. Uh, every 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 soul that I used to meet, and it's like, oh, can you tell me something about God? I said, look at the cross, mm-hmm. like the literal cross, right? Mm-hmm. The guy that was next to him probably didn't know him at all, mm-hmm. all his life. Yeah. And all he did was steal from people. <laughs> all he did. Yeah, that guy deserved, <laughs> definitely, yeah, he deserved to be there. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what he's supposed to yeah, be. Yeah. The other guy too. Yeah. That's what they're supposed to be. The guy in the middle did not belong there at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. But yeah, he decided, you know, today I'll see you in paradise. Wow, that's deep. Oh, yeah. Uh, what? Not, uh, he didn't give anything to the church yet. Yeah. He didn't sing no worship songs yet. Don't no Bible study. He didn't go Bible study he, yet. He didn't yeah. go clean up the beach with the he church. Didn't do he didn't do any of that. <laughs> he didn't bring donuts on oh. a prayer meeting. He didn't nothing. Do that. He didn't, he didn't do fix that. coffee. Yeah. Nothing. He didn't even be on the word. No worship. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. No experience in the church, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Right? But acknowledgement mm-hmm. from that man was what all he needed to, yeah. to do think, what? Today I'll see you in paradise. Mm-hmm. You're forgiven. Like, huh? How, yeah. Okay, hold on. How did I want to see that guy when I, oh, yeah. if I make it up. Bro, how'd you get the pass, bro? Yeah, lucky guy. <laughs> of all days that he could have got caught and oh, get yeah. crucified. Oh, yeah. Of all the days he could have got caught I never and crucified. thought about that. Of all the days. Of all the days. This is the day you get crucified. He could have just died with his friend. <laughs> oh, He could have got stoned on the street. You know, of all the days, bro, this is the one day. Yo, this is the one day that's crazy. that you get crucified, bro. Right. It's right next to the guy that's going to get you the pass. Wow. But that's life, man. You know what, man? I've been in church a long time. I never thought about that. That's life, bro. Like, if, like, Jesus went to the cross for everybody, for sure. Right. Like, for, for like um, for all his people, right? He says he, he died for them. Mm-hmm. Believe in Jesus. He, he's that That's what his sacrifice is for. He right. saves you. Mm-hmm. 
But I never thought about that guy's experience. Imagine for him, the because because the cross it looks bad to people. People yeah, are like that's right. so silly. Yeah, what yeah, a dumb silly, thing yeah, to believe. Looks, yeah. Like that that's what he would have to go through. But man, that guy that guy that's in paradise right now, <laughs> man he he's right? thinking to himself like, dude, right. If if the other guy Barabbas got crucified instead of Jesus, I would have never, never been here. No, forget about it. Forget about so it. So Jesus was like, man, it's almost like, dude, it was almost Jesus, second person of the Trinity, son of God, right? No, one for one, bro. Yeah, he knows. He knows. And he's one. like, there's, he's undefeated, bro. Jeez. One for one, bro. But that's like a complete picture of how our life is, right? Hey, on any given day, in any given day, come come spend some time at our church on Sunday, <laughs> man. We gonna work it out. Let's take some afternoon games. Yeah, yeah. And you gotta come hang out with For us, sure. man. That's crazy. For that's, sure. I never thought about that. So that's a complete picture of Christ. Though. That's amazing. At, at any given day, yeah. you're that guy. Yeah, the thief. Yeah. At any given day, like your suffering, like his to him that that suffering that he probably went through, yeah, that was worth it that for that for that moment it. to be for with Jesus, yeah. right? That's it. Whew. But I mean, so we take that we we put ourselves in that position of the thief, mm-hmm. right? Any given day, yeah, we could be gone. Wow, this is the day. Yeah, he decides to come with me. Yeah, right. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, and so every every soul that I used to meet would ask me like, how do you just Pick yourself up after understanding. I've been abandoned at six. That's mm-hmm. betrayal. Yeah. But the one person that's supposed to say that they love me the most, she left. Yeah. Every 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 betrayal after that, didn't it? I didn't care about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That one time that she did that was enough. Yeah. For me to be broke, I was broken already at that time. Wow. So instead of me trying to break other people, I and I, I was carrying my brother mm-hmm. through that that hurt too, and my sister. Yeah. So everything that they threw at us, it didn't hurt anymore. I was already numb. Yeah. What more can you do to me? Okay, we can eat second. That's that's fine. Yeah. I can eat on the floor. That's fine. If I ask questions, you hit me. That's fine. You know, it's cool. Yeah. She already left. That Dang. was the hurt. It's I'm, I'm already. It's broken. I'm broken yeah. already. What, yeah. what more can you? How how much more broken do you want me to be? Yeah. It, like everything I went through in life after that betrayal was was that, and then I met God. Yeah. Because all the stuff that I did to people, mm-hmm. fighting and hurting people coming out, was all because of the betrayal. Yeah. And then yeah. I met God and I found the story that he's also was betrayed. Yeah, he was betrayed. Yeah. He was betrayed. Right. And instead of him burning the world down. Which he could have done. Yep. Which he could have done. Could have done that. The God of the Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah. Yep. Like, okay, you know what? You know what? We'll, we'll, we'll get somebody in there. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you go ahead. But if you, you know what yeah. I mean, like you give them multiple chances to get it right, mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. And it's like, so I took all that experiences, and that's the altar call was when all of it started flooding in, mm. dude. When you were betrayed, I was there the whole time. Mm-hmm. I was there the entire time, son. Oh, wow. When you were eating second, I was there the whole time. They said that you were adopted. They said that nobody loved you the whole time. I was there. Now you finally. Now you're finally here. Mm. I've been here the whole time. Yeah, I know you're sorry. Yeah. I forgive you. And then bang, the floodgates just came. And I was just sitting there <laughs> when you were disrespecting the elders and throwing beer bottles at my people. And then yeah. I was here the whole time. Dang. All you need to do is acknowledge that you were broken. Mm-hmm. Just say that you're broken. That's all. Because mm-hmm. God won't force himself into anybody. He's God. It's like the father, right? Mm-hmm. My son, my son would make a, multiple mistakes every day. I can see him. I see him running around, throwing stuff around. Mm-hmm. He's not supposed to be there, Tama. 
not supposed to be doing that. Yeah, yeah. Not supposed to be doing that. He finally gets hurt. He goes, Dad, I got hurt. God, why did you get hurt? Because that is, now you understand, right? Yeah. Are you going to do it again? No, same thing. Mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been watching the entire time. That's what he's been telling me. Yeah. God's been saying, like, I've been watching the entire time, son. Mm-hmm. I was just waiting for you to come back and tell me, hey, okay, I'm hurt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How can, can you fix that? I've tried everything. Yeah. I've tried drinking. I've tried, I've tried fighting. I've mm-hmm. tried adultery. I've tried sleeping with other people's wives. I've tried everything. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I didn't expect <laughs> I've tried everything. We got, we got can we elaborate? Like, <laughs> yeah, I've tried everything. I, so when I said I was a rotten dude, I was yeah, a rotten yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. right? But that's what it was. And it's like, as soon as I, I, I reached that, and I felt like Lighthouse Outreach Center at that time when I was throwing beer bottles, mm-hmm. you know, I felt like that was the gateway to, okay, it's time to get this guy fixed. And it was like, God, hey, you want to come play basketball? Didn't never yeah. try playing basketball. Don't know how to play basketball. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, it's like all these things start adding up to me. And then, well, I think <sighs> that I think that what it is is like, because I I know that there's um the I like there's this idea right that God doesn't like God doesn't and, and we, we we struggle with it right the language of it like God doesn't force himself on people yeah at the same time right like what we believe about God is that God is pursuing people mm-hmm. right like he's proactively. Uh, he's active in your life and he's pursuing you. He's calling oh, yeah. out to you. He's sure. like, and, and, and before you were, which I love that you even said that before you were even considering God, he was there the pursuing time. you like, right. Like drawing you to himself. And I think that it's amazing because there's a lot of people probably in the community, right. That are struggling with, you know, and they can't express it. They can't express why they're struggling. Right. They can't express like, and I, 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 I don't feel I didn't feel loved yeah. as a kid, you know. Like I'm not I don't enough. even. Know, I don't feel like I'm enough. I don't yeah. feel like I measure up in all those things. Not worthy. Yeah, I'm not worthy. All those things, right? I've done too and much. Then, yeah, you know. there's a lot of people that a lot more people that feel like that 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 don't feel like they can say it, and we always tell like we always talk about it. We try to talk with our kids about it. That mm-hmm. man, my love for you isn't going to change as, as as a father, right? And it's, and but when you think about God, right? He's the only person that knows, like, before you even share, like, any of the things mm-hmm. that you struggle with or that you was a crazy, crazy guy. <laughs> crazier than I remember. Crazier than I thought. It's my son's football coach, everybody. <laughs> um, but before you even shared any of that, right, the, all, you, all everybody needs to know is this. God knows the worst part about you. Mm-hmm. The, the worst. Stuff that you don't want nobody mm-hmm. to hear. And he loves you anyway. Yeah. Like, the world isn't like that. You yeah. know, like we try to be like that. We try to be loving. We try to be Accepting. kind. We try to be, yeah, we try to be all those things, right? And then one of the things like we're preaching on love tomorrow, just we just walk through books of the Bible at our church. Right. And so tomorrow is First Corinthians 13. That's just what we had planned. And in that passage, right, he talks about love. And it says that love doesn't keep a record of wrongs. Right. Right. And Absolutely. so God's love, God is love. Yeah. And so God's not out here for, for his people keeping mm-hmm. a record of wrongs saying, hey, man, like you do all the bad things you did. Right at the same time, love doesn't rejoice in wrongdoing. Right, right, and right. so it doesn't go like ah, it's okay, it's, yeah, okay, it's okay that you, that you did this. that, or yeah, yeah it's okay, it's this. okay yeah, that he you, still loves me. Yeah, he still loves me. It's okay <laughs> that you know, or I think I think I think the other part that, yeah. that 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 for our people and for for people that I know is it's okay to acknowledge that people did wrong to you. Yeah, you know, like it's okay to that, acknowledge like that man, is deep, bro. Hey, this. 
that hurt me, but yeah. that's what makes the forgiveness real, right? Yeah. Like, if God said, I forgive you, Matt, but you never did anything wrong, yeah. like, what does that forgiveness mean? Yeah. That means nothing. <laughs> as a matter of fact, it. that's insulting yeah. to <laughs> me like, that you would forgive you me. about? Right. But <clears throat> the thing that makes the forgiveness that we show, like, that we show people that we're called to give people is, man, there was a real wrong there. You yeah. really did hurt You really me, did, dude. But I yeah. forgive you. I, I don't hold that against you at yeah. all. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that that's, like, that's loving to do that, too, you know? Yeah. Love, yeah. and that's what that's what I love about love, right? It's not just a word; mm-hmm. it's a spirit. Because God said that's who He is. God is love. God is love. Yeah. God is love. Love is everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh well, love makes you do crazy things. No, that's not love. That's you. you <laughs> that's you manipulating it, it. <laughs> <laughs> and to make it yeah, yeah. to make it being about like something yeah. that's not. No, yeah. God is love, accepting, forgiving, right? So just. Just live, doing everything with understanding that you don't need to get anything back, mm-hmm. right? Giving without without feeling like, oh man, you know, we're in, uh, anything outside of that, like, well, I hope he does something right with it. No, love is just releasing, dude. Yeah. Just release it. Yeah, it's not yours to hold on to. You, you got to share it. Mm-hmm. It, it. I can't say that I love somebody and then treat them like dirt. Yeah, or you can't say that you're doing God's work and treat other people like dirt. That's yeah. not. That's not love. Yeah, love, yeah, hundred you know, percent. And. Shoot, I lost the train of thought here. But. No, that's good. I, I was thinking about it, like as you said it, like you you can't um, loving loving people, right? Is a it's not a feeling. That's why I think that that's the way we get it wrong. Right? As as yeah. in our culture, love is this emotional feeling. Like yeah. you, oh, you're it's attracted not. to a person. That's lo- I love them. I, I don't know why I feel this way. You know, love what wants what it wants. You yeah. know, like that ain't love. Like love yeah. is an action, right? Yeah. It's an act. When yeah. God said He loved us. He sent his son, right? For God right. loved the world in this way that he sent his only son. The only one. To, to die on the cross for your <laughs> sins. So that everybody who believes in him, mm-hmm. right, would not perish. But like, so love is action. Like love is doing. Like I, I can say I love my wife all, all day long, but if I'm right. holding record of wrongs, I'm not loving yeah, her. You're not loving her. Yeah. If if yeah. I'm uh, if I'm insisting on my own way, yeah. I'm not loving her, yeah. you know? And if I'm doing it to try to manipulate a situation to gain for self gain for self gain self gain for self happiness that's, that's not that's for not love yeah yeah you know if I'm massaging your feet <laughs> yeah, for what? if I'm massaging your feet because of something else yeah just yeah you know that ain't love <laughs> what, that's not love is that love that's not what love. is love what is love <laughs> don't hurt. we still <laughs> but you know it's it and the, the the crazy thing going back to what you're saying about. You don't have to know God to be accepted by God, you know. As that's that's what true love is. Mm-hmm. That Jesus is the only person no. that'll love you before you even know who He is. Because no. now we 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 walk around like, how can you say you love her? You guys only met each other like yesterday. That's a different type. That's just you know yeah, emotion. Yeah. That's emotion. Yeah. Yeah. When you talk about spirituality stuff, that's mm-hmm. a different. That's another. That's yeah. another dimension of love. Yeah. You know. The way I think about it is when Jesus said. He says in I think it was in his last prayer before he before he got betrayed by his friends. That <laughs> <laughs> was crazy. Judas is wild right now, bro. The poor guy. Judas, you idiot. Um <laughs> before his friend was acting up. Yeah. Um when he prays, he says, Father, love them. Um, I want them to like love them with the love that you love me. Mm-hmm. Right. Like love them like you love me. And then he says a couple of verses later, um, Lord, you love you love me from before the foundations of the world. So you loved me before the world was even created. And what Jesus wants for his people is, he's reminding them, if God loves me, loves you exactly how he loved me, that means he loved you before the foundation yeah. of the world was laid. Yeah. Before anything was ever created, God set his yeah. His love on his people. I think that that's the most amazing thing. Yeah. 
And so I have a that's, question. That's who he is. Yeah, that's who he is. He <laughs> is love. <laughs> what? When did um? When did you meet your wife? Your um? L. Oh, we met in two thousand and ten. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So after after everything. Yeah, it was actually like crossing over. Okay, this is a massive story behind that. We got time. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> in the middle of uh, a turmoil okay. between me and my ex-wife, yeah. we're going through the whole stages of, are we going to be together? Or are we not going to be? Because mm-hmm. there's like a series of events that happened when I was in Iraq between her and somebody else okay, in okay. the church. Okay, okay. And it turned into me... Lashing, not lashing out, but you know, going off and doing my own thing mm-hmm. with various other people while still married to her. Yeah, so yeah. we're we're both doing like you know the dosi do with each other, yeah. and then both playing the victim with each other, pointing mm. the finger at each right, other, right, right, completely being two big adult yeah. idiots, yeah. completely not seeing our kids, yeah, because we had two kids. We have two kids together, and you guys have again. You guys haven't even spent much time with each other either. Yeah. Yeah, it was because of the whole this kind of, yeah. Okay. So I was all constantly gone yeah. and this and that, right? So we almost like went into this whole open marriage situation. Oh, no. You do your thing, I do my thing. And it was kind of like, you know, back to the do si do But man. then <clears throat> it got crazy to the point where it ended up being my best friend. That was, she was doing the whole do si do doing with. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, those long story short. We don't know. plan any of these, bro. <laughs> yeah. none of, we ain't none plan, of this. None of this, none of this is, is on the script. There's, there's, there's like, no papers in there's front no papers, of us. No papers, bro. I got a sticker, and I said, "All right." So what so, happened? Yeah. yeah. So in the middle of all that, I found out it was my best friend um, that came to live with me because he had he was going through hard times mm-hmm. and he needed. So I said, "You know what? Come stay with me. Uh, whenever you feel like you're you're strong on your feet, you can go ahead and save money, whatever you know." <laughs> And uh, <laughs> oh my God. I'm just thinking about the story, man. It's, you had a tough life, man. <laughs> Save money, do do this and all that, right? Gosh, and yep. then uh, you know, Christmas Eve, you know, Christmas Eve was, <laughs> bro, that's crazy. Okay, Christmas go ahead. Eve, Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve. I guess is this when it all went down, man. And then in the middle, in the middle, of and this that, is why you're deployed, though. You you're not home. No, I was home this time. Oh, you're home the other, this time. The other two times I was deployed. Okay, okay. The, the third time I was here. Okay, okay. And uh, and it was always with people that I knew. Oh, um, <laughs> the only people that I, what's up, bro? Let's break bread, bro. Oh, you know what I mean? But. It is what it is. I'm not saying that she was 100% in the wrong because I was also doing my own thing. But that was kind of like... It's not healthy. Yeah, it wasn't It yeah. wasn't healthy for everybody. So it kind of like, you know, okay, we got to stop this Yeah. because now it's getting real close to home now. Yeah. Now it's with my friends now. And yeah. that, so um, we decided that we we're going to part ways. Well, we agreed we were going to part ways, right? So I met Eleanor and Eleanor was kind of like my saving grace, man, because she was going through her own turmoil and her own life. And then... Both both of us we, what, we, You guys met out here in Hawaii or No we knew each other for a long time oh, So for, my okay. best friend My best friend that she dosi dosed with <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm just like dang man The they're, best friend They're related They're related they're Okay related. I'm not going to say any names cause Don't say no names every, Everybody knows well, it's, it's, a small, it's a small It's a small Very community. small <laughs> yeah. But anyway But they're They're they're, they're related So yeah. we knew each other Me and El We go back long Long time mm-hmm. Long time So uh, you know, family stuff or hanging out at the beach with the friends. So yeah. we know we knew of each other long. So it wasn't hard at all for us to click. Mm-hmm. But it was just going through the whole 
um, process of heartache, and she was going through her whole process of heartache. Yeah. I was going through it, and then one night at that the bar would just talk your story, mm-hmm. and then kind of like we kind of met up going movies together, and then I started to kind of like part ways with my ex wife mm-hmm. in a serious like okay I found somebody. Mm-hmm. She was still dosy doing around with with dudes that she liked or whatever, yeah, yeah. but doing doing her thing. When she found out that I was being serious, now okay now it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Now we gotta stop this. Now she's a homewrecker. Now who is coming in and messing up my house and blah, 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 blah. I was like, no, 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 no. You can paint whatever picture you want. Well, we both know the truth. Everybody in our circle knows the truth. So that's kind of how it was. It was a very, mm. very nasty, nasty breakup, yeah. nasty divorce. But Man. we're good friends now. Yeah. Uh, after 14 years yeah. <laughs> of going through it, we're good friends now. Me and, and L. Yeah. Are, yeah, and, 14 and, years and married And kids, it's tough on them. Yeah, it was it was tough on my daughter. Yeah, my daughter was tough because they had to move to Alaska oh, after wow. we after we finalized the divorce. I think two years after wow. we finalized the divorce, they they went to Alaska. My son was, I want to say he was six. Wow, Thomas age now. Tony yeah. Thomas age now. Wow, yeah. So and my daughter was ten. Hard, Tristan's man. age, jeez. Yeah. Okay, so like my boy's age yeah, difference right now. Right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had to move to Alaska with my ex-wife and. Mm. Her boyfriend at the time, which oddly knew each other a lot too close during the whole divorce. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was, wow. So there's a whole story. And then, but yeah, so that's what happened. And 14 years later, we're all kind of like grew up, yeah. uh, grew up out of the, all the whole process, and everybody's good now. Yeah. So, what was um, kind of what, what lesson you took into your relationship with L that you felt like, hey, God grew me in this area that I wasn't prepared for the first time? Or, <laughs> yeah, it was you know. family. Is everything, yeah. like literally my relationship with my kids is everything. Because mind you, now my first two kids, and it's not an excuse. Mm-hmm. I was gone, yeah, all the time. So, um, and L will tell you this: when Tristan was teething, first time I ever saw teeth come out. <laughs> I was at a store. You had two kids. You never seen a kid never teeth. Seen, never seen the teething. Man. Never seen the first steps. Hor- never- I don't. I don't know that Iraq was crazy, bro. But it's horrible when you're teething. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But when we was, we was we was at the we was at a store. It was a baby store. Yeah. We was at a baby store looking for somebody's baby shower gift. And I was walking Tristan to the stroller. I looked up and he kind of like had this drool coming down. And I saw one tooth, bro. And I broke down, man. Man. I started crying. I was bawling. And she goes, What's wrong with you? I was like, I see teeth. Like, he's got teeth. Man. <laughs> so yeah, and um, First five years of Tristan's life, I was with him because I wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my wife was working at the time. She was the breadwinner. And I was going through my own process of trying to, you know, get into the system mm-hmm. and trying to find a good job, good career. I was going to school, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I got really close to Tristan. And that's why he only eats French fries. And <laughs> <laughs> he can he do whatever, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's then, your buddy. Yeah. That's my boy. And then Tama now is... He's his own child. It's just like the mom because yeah. now we flipped. Now I'm working and my wife is at home with Thomas. Yeah. So that's awesome. It's two different, two very different boys. One is exactly like me but bigger. Yeah. One's exactly like the mom but smaller. It's crazy, <laughs> man. Yeah, it's a blessing. Yeah, it is a blessing raising kids, man. Yeah. Like, it's a blessing for sure. But I think one of the like, under understated important things, and I know this just because like when I noticed when when you know, when I'm when I was a kid and my parents weren't right, you know, for whatever reason. It was. It never felt good being right. home. Even you know, like mm-hmm. I, I think about oh, the, the times when I was the most stressed for, the most sad, and the most frustrated at school. You know, my parents were either 
arguing or something like that was going on, you know. Mm-hmm. But I notice it even now with my own kids. Like when Leah and I aren't like on the same page, or we're if we're arguing or something, right. you know, something like that, or you know, especially earlier on in our marriage, having a blow up or something, you yeah. Know? Like man, my kids don't feel safe. They don't feel good. They don't. They don't want to pick between mom and right, dad, right? right like one right. of the best things you can do to, for your kids is, and it doesn't mean that if you come from a place where there is that that God can't redeem it and God right. can't make it, you know, beautiful again. But for us, I know, man, when we're right, when I'm loving her, and when she's, you know, she's loving me, and there's just honor and respect in the house towards both towards mm-hmm. my wife, you know, and man, my kids feel safe. They feel good and. You yeah, know, they like we, we provide that. I think so. I think one of the best things, just like when you're talking about with sometimes the church can take precedent over the family, right? Sometimes that can happen. I think sometimes what I'm learning is the kids can take precedent over the marriage, mm-hmm. and then all of yeah. a sudden, like you think you're doing a good thing for the kids yeah, when you're not. You're not what they yeah. need is mom and dad to love each other yeah. and be on the same page, be right? On the same page, and then they feel the safe, and then they feel united, and right. they feel they feel comfortable you know at home and yeah i feel you know that's what and that's what i love about um my life now mm-hmm. um my wife she checks everything i mean not like not like she checks phones. she checks me bro like what are you doing like why why do you do certain things right? my wife be checking me on like <laughs> what did you what did you buy from 7-eleven <laughs> like, bro I'm like, man, i don't know it was, uh, uh, i was hungry i was hungry bro. i got me a cheese stick i wanted to try the new cheese stick and the new shrimp uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> new shrimp tempura they have or the, or the, or the, the shrimp tempura go, roll. Oh, by the way can i get a bag a new purse like, <laughs> okay so my shrimp my shrimp is gonna gonna take the whole house in a budget no nah, who's looking around bro i can't say that to my wife at all yeah. <laughs> I am the one. <laughs> the relationship in this in this house, bro, is flipped. I'm over hey. there like, can we go shopping? <laughs> hey, as soon as I walked through the door, I goes, man, Chris is the no, Chris no. and Leah, man. They are terrible. No, this is nice, beautiful. You got a beautiful home. My brother. wife was an engineer. That's why. A beautiful. Oh, really? Yeah, she was an engineer. Oh, it's a beautiful home, yeah. man. No, so like God really, um, it's crazy. So how we got this home is it, it a is a is 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 we know that it's God because. We were um, we were at a place, and one of our friends just encouraged me, like buy a place. So we bought a place, <laughs> and then four years later, like he's a re- he's a one of my best friends, and he nice. was like, "Man, sell your place now." And I'm thinking to myself, like, "No, bro, I like it out here, man. It's a nice, place. I like it's it out here." But this was in Kapolei when we were living. Oh, okay. So we ended up looking around. And he was like, "Ah," oh, I was like, "You know, Leah." He said, "Buy a place, and we trust him." Yeah. So we drove around here, and I grew up in Waipahu, but. Mm-hmm. So growing up in Waipahu, you always knew this gated park existed here. So we'd yeah. come hop the fence yeah, to play yeah. on the, the yeah, eight-foot no, rims <laughs> to try to dunk because we're Samoan. <laughs> we ain't dunking. So uh, maybe you could. I could No, not me. So, I'm, so, I, so we, when I was little, my brother and I used to come up here from Waipahu and we walk up. And, right. Man, want to live here it's one day. It's a whole new world yeah. up here, man. So we came. My wife and I actually drove and we we're looking at places and we came to this road and we actually prayed for this cul-de-sac. We wanted to be here. Nice. We prayed. Literally, when we got home, the the house was enlisted. There was no houses listed. When we got home, the house was listed that day. Uh-huh. I called my friend up. He couldn't. Um, he was like, "Oh man, like, no, nah, that's that's a little bit above what you guys would want to pay." Um, so we said, "All right, we're not gonna get it. That's fine. We'll look, we'll keep looking." Mm-hmm. I wanted to mm-hmm. live where I wanted to live. Waipahu, Waipahu, because yeah. I know like, like right there. I wanted some street cred back. I went to Yolani, you know. I was like, I gotta, I want to live on the block. Oh, That's where the I want to live. Got it. Cause I wanted to plant a church out there. So 
What's funny is we ended up any God ended up working up working it out where we could purchase the house and we bought it. And now the house is worth way more than what we bought it for. So uh-huh. yeah, God, yeah, God's been really gracious, man. But you know what? For for a lot of the things we're doing, and like you coaching me, what, what we're doing, and you working, doing all the stuff you're doing, school, couldn't do without our wives. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I couldn't, you know. Yeah. My wife was so she was an engineer for a long time. She was she was like uh-huh. she was supporting us, and that's big money yeah. stuff, man. Yeah, that, yeah. Ain't, that ain't no cheap. That, oh, that's yeah. big money stuff. Most of what I got was purchased while my wife was an engineer. <laughs> and she's then not, after that, she's yeah. not engineering anymore. She's no, not she she ended up stopping. Oh, okay. um, so she homeschools our kids. Oh yeah, and, I remember that. Uh, story. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's a secret. Don't, yeah. don't tell nobody about that. <laughs> the secret is the homeschooling and speech and debate club. That's oh, the secret. Wow. Nice. So yeah, so my wife ended up during COVID. My wife decided to homeschool my daughter. She she was good at it, and she ended up deciding to homeschool my son. And so we also wanted to give our kids like a Christian education as best mm-hmm. we could. And um, yeah, so my wife ended up coming home. And so when she came home, um, yeah, then we we live we we adjust and. We were nice. live, but we we did pray like that God help us to be generous still and help right. us to be as um yeah as generous as possible and so yeah it was good I mean God God definitely took care of us but my wife was that's awesome man I was a uh, I was living it up with my wife <laughs> I was eating a Chili's swipe swipe swipe, swipe. Chili's <laughs> I'm going to Chili's <laughs> no like, that was like that was like bro what is this seven i yeah. do not go to seven like my wife like do not go to seven <laughs> come straight home yeah, go straight don't make home. any stops come straight home yeah man so yeah my wife basically she keeps track of everything in our in our, in our family but that's that's part of it man like man couldn't and do pray, it without them no prayer, prayer works man yeah prayer yeah. is like that direct connection right oh, outside yeah. of worship to me, I've always felt that worship is one of the most important um, aspects of your relationship with God, mm-hmm. because prayer is like, yeah, we're talking, me and the Father, you know, just mm-hmm. you and me. You already know what I need, no. right? You already know. And in, the thing, the thing with prayer is, and a lot of Christians don't don't get it is, well, if if you don't get it, and you know, it's you haven't prayed, no, because God answers prayers, and a no is an answer. A no is a good answer. Sometimes a no is a good answer. He, like the way I heard it, um, one of my seminary professors said it once was a. Uh, he said that God answers the prayers the way he answers those prayers that you would have prayed had you known mm-hmm. what God knows. Yeah. Right. So Oof. like if your kid, yeah, if your kid asks you for a rock <laughs> or for if he asks you for bread, you're not going to go give him a rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But sometimes kids are idiots yeah. <laughs> and, they, and they be asking for rocks. They ask you for rocks. Not and you're knowing. like, no, son, yeah. you're going to eat this bread. <laughs> and, and God knows. Right. There's a lot of yep. things you ask for. That God, a good thing God said no, you know. Yeah. And sometimes, you know? the sometimes, a lot of times, the answer is going to be no. Yeah. And you just got to sit there and they say, okay, if it's a no, there's something greater. Yeah. yeah. Just understand and trust the process. Yeah. That's what faith is all about. Mm-hmm. It's like, Father, you know, I really, I really need this. I really want this. And what the hell? Your friends really want that. Yeah. You just want it because your friends want it. And you want that, you know, hey, bro, what was a nice <laughs> ride? You don't need it. No, you oh, don't yeah. need that. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Just understand that no no is a good answer, man. Yeah, for sure, man. And it's like, and I've had this many, I've experienced that. One time <laughs> I was talking with God and I was like, I just want a moment where I can speak with my wife with nobody bothering me. And we we're going to a conference. Like, and you're supposed to like pay attention at a conference. And I remember me and my wife was going the whole car ride. There's no radio. I'm not even noticing what's going on. 
I'm not noticing anything. This is it. Yeah, yeah. Talking with her about everything. Even at the conference, there's like a delay or something. We sat there. It was just me and her talking. And I had a bunch of friends at the conference. And nobody came. Hey, thank you, Matt. No, nobody. Not a yeah. single soul came to shake hands or say hi or whatever. Even to my wife. So we just talked the story for like 30, 45 minutes straight. And we got down to the nitty gritty of a lot of stuff that we were going through mm-hmm. that whole week. Because I really felt that if I don't take the chance to repair this or try to really understand and listen to my wife, I'm gonna miss out on this. I'm gonna miss out on this woman, or something bad's really gonna happen. And that whole time, I was like, I just if I can just get her just in front of me <laughs> the whole time I was praying, yeah. visualizing what I really needed was exactly what what, what, what gave he you. gave me. Yeah. The car ride to the conference, the conference back home, eating mm. dinner, was like nobody, even the kids, it's like nobody came, nobody called, nobody texted. And not until two weeks later, <laughs> I was complaining about something else. Yeah. He flashes that in my head. You remember when you asked for this? And I sat there like an idiot. And you didn't tell him thank you. You, know, you didn't like, hey, dad, by the way, Nothing. thank you, father. Appreciate Nothing. it. And I didn't, that's what I mean. I didn't realize at the moment what was going on. Mm-hmm. I sat there when he flashed it back to me. He goes, you remember when you asked for this? Mm-hmm. I gave it to you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Man. I was like, wow. You know, and sometimes he does that, man. Yeah. You know, like he, he's going to take you through the whole process of understanding oh, yeah. who he is yeah. before he gives you that's, what you actually yeah. need. That's why I trip out on like, I, I do, I, I really do. And this is like, this is no slight on any Christians at all. Like this is mm-hmm. not a slight. This is just, this is what I believe. And um, I, I believe I can defend it from the Bible. But this is why I trip out on the people that talk about... Um, like if you if you worship God or you give God this, that all of a sudden He's gonna He's gonna bless you with these things mm-hmm. or that He's mm-hmm. gonna give you money or things like that. Like I'm like, man, the gospel is way better than that. Like He shows you that none of it really matters in the first place. Oh, like the best doesn't. part about the gospel is you get God, you get yeah. forgiveness, everything. Like if you get like Jesus was homeless, mm-hmm. Jesus was he had a heart to. He needed a miracle to pay his pay his taxes. He remember he put it no out church, the yeah. he put it out the fish. Yeah. <laughs> like, like sucking guy, and he gave him the coin. I'm like, oh, that's what I need. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I got some taxes this year. That's what I need. <laughs> well, like that's what he had to do. He relied right. on his father, and at the same time, right? Like, man, like who are we to think that if that's what it looked like for for Jesus to follow follow God, and, and I follow God, why would I expect anything different? Why yeah. would I expect that, man? I follow God, and my life gets easier. No, you yeah. follow God, and sometimes life gets harder. It's good, yeah. You know what I mean. You're going to run into. Look, it's it's whether you follow God or not, you're going to have struggles. Right. You're going to go through it. Yeah. But it's it's the the beauty of being with God is understanding that there He's there yeah. when whenever you need it. Yeah. It's not like a you know oh is he like an ATM? No, dude, stop thinking about money for yeah. a second. Here. Let's <laughs> let's, let's stop just think about, about yeah. your life in general, right? Yeah. Like it's like having the bestest of friends, dude. Like, you know, it's like, even sometimes I love my wife, but I can't talk to her. So I just sit there and I talk to God. And it's like, it's the... I got to do that. I got to do that more, man. <laughs> sometimes I can't talk to my wife about yeah. a lot of things. Like, dude, I'm so... Like, I need to talk, you know. Mm-hmm. So I vent. I vent to God. And it's everything gets better after that. It's like, we're always going to have issues. Mm-hmm. We're always going to have problems. And people are like, well, I never ran into these issues when before I was a Christian. No, you did. Mm-hmm. You just don't realize the severity of it mm-hmm. until you met God, because He gives you the sound mind to go through it and making the right choices for yeah. it. That's why it's so much harder, because you, we know we go mm-hmm. we go through it. And when before we met God, I was like, I ah, just leave. Yeah, 
And then we we would ditch the issue, and mm-hmm. then it would circle back stronger. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, oh, I just leave them. And it, it yeah. just, with God, it's like, oh, deal with it. Yeah. I'm giving you the strength to deal with it. Yeah. I have the knowledge I can give you to deal with this. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, we still go through the baby steps of, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'll come back. I'll come back mm-hmm. to it. I'll come back to it. And then for, we do it again. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I've never had this problem. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. We always have the same issues. Yeah. We've just never understood how to handle it then. Mm-hmm. But now knowing, now you have knowledge of both sides now, mm-hmm. right? Should I ditch or should I fight it and then fix it? Mm-hmm. And majority of the time, we're going to revert back to who we were before <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, I'll just ditch it. Yeah. And then God makes you stronger. I say, like, you know what? When it comes back around... I'll finish it. Yeah. You know, I'm going to handle it this time. Yeah. And that's the beauty with God for me is like, everybody's like, oh, you're always so upbeat and this and that. I was like, yeah, because I went through a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I went through bro, a lot. Covered man. it all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. I, I've been through a lot, man. You know what? You know what's, you know what's <laughs> nuts, though? I, I would have never, this is the good thing, the good news about the gospel is, man, I would have never knew any of those things. Yeah. You know, like I would have never knew any of those things. That you went through because the guy I met was this guy that's patient with my son, the best. Like man, my son throw three picks and he just being encouraged. Yeah, and not only being encouraged but like coaching him up. Mm-hmm. I've seen how you work with difficult kids with yeah. with my kid when he's being difficult. Man, always gracious to the yeah. kids and always gracious to the parents. Yeah. So you would have I would have never known that about you. Yeah. Because that's how transformed you are. That's yeah. how that's you you are. The guy that you were talking about is unrecognizable to me, right? Because of who you are, and not only you, but your wife and how she takes right. care of our. Like that's the first thing we noticed when we came: how your wife takes care of the kids and how how on top of it she is. How I, you um, know that it, was like such a big heart for all the kids. And I always felt I told Leah, I was like, man, I don't even know them, but like I feel <laughs> like she, Elle is just wanting to take care of her. Like she's like. Well, waited with Ella. Mm-hmm. She waited with my daughter. She checked on toes. She grabbed his water bottle. She yeah. didn't just grab. She washed it and filled it up. And <laughs> I'm like, man. And that's glory. The glory returns, man. Yeah. You know, and that transformation is is all God. And we used to say it all the time when we used to go to church. Our slogan was, "It's all Jesus. Mm-hmm. Everything we do, it's yeah. all Jesus. We do it because it's Him in us that does it for mm-hmm. us. Um, if it was Smitty back then, forget about it." Man, you I, don't know, I, would, I don't want to be I don't want to be Smitty. I would have been cussing all on the field. Man. I was like, "Get off to me!" I heard Smitty. I heard Smitty came out last last season though. I wasn't oh, there yeah, when Smitty. I, was, I, was, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't that, there. Was, that coach is gonna get oh. it, man. But you know, it's it was it was it was just one of those things. Like, it was, um, I I and now I was telling I was telling the coaches when we had a meeting about it. it yeah. Was, I'm passionate about everything that I do. Right. And it's it's all led by love. Yeah. I'm not just saying that just because. Oh yeah. Because sure. I, I wasn't I was a kid that was that was taken from me. Mm-hmm. And once I received it from God, I don't ever want to be taken. Now I want to share that. Yeah. Right. So that passion is it's in everything that I do. I put 110% in everything for all from my heart. Whether I meet new people at work, whether I meet people on the field, wherever, even the coaches that we play against, mm-hmm. everything is from my heart. And I wholeheartedly credit that to God. That's all Him. Mm-hmm. That's all Him on the play calling. That's all Him being graceful and gracious to the mm-hmm. kids. That's all God, right? It's, and I always tell my wife that the people that you, when you serve, you have to have that 
the, the, the servant's heart. Mm -hmm. You cannot be you serving because mm -hmm. then you're not going to serve. You're doing it for gain. Yeah. Right? Or, or you're going to run out of patience, man. Yeah, you're going to run, you're gonna run you out of all of that because yeah. everybody wants to, everybody talks about wanting to be a servant like Jesus. Yeah. You know, it's no, but nobody wants to be like, you like that until yeah. you're treated like a servant. Yeah. And it's like, okay, oh, hold, on. Wait, hold on, hold on, like, yeah, hold yeah, on, yeah. Wait, wait a minute, you yeah. don't know who I am, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, this yeah. and that, but that's what I meant when I said, you have to remove yourself if you want to serve, you got to remove yourself, and God's got to be the one doing it, mm -hmm. because if when God's doing it, it's all love, mm -hmm. and there's nothing expecting, I'm not expecting anything to come back, mm -hmm. it's got to go, because that blessing's got to bless somebody else, mm -hmm. if I want the blessing back, then I'm not going to do it, mm -hmm. right, it's like, Oh, the guy on the street, right? Uh, that, that's panhandling or whatever. If I'm giving this dollar because I feel guilty, that if I don't give it, I won't be blessed. Don't give it. Yeah, yeah. just hold on to it. Yeah. you know that's and that's like that. Yeah, and all the glory goes back to it's, God. Um, <laughs> this uh, there's an illustration, illustration that one of uh, he was a he was like a he was gonna be a mentor of mine. Actually, kind of fell off in ministry, but illustration that he uses about love. You know, there's that passage, First uh, mm. Corinthians thirteen that. If you if you speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but you don't have, have love, you're a noisy gong, yeah. you're a clanging cymbal. Mm -hmm. If you have faith to move mountains, but you but do you not have do love. not have love, you gain nothing. <laughs> if you give your body over to be burned, right, yeah. or you give your body over sacrifice for glory, right, that sacrifice yeah. means nothing, right? Right, uh, you are nothing. Yeah. And when I when I look at all those things, right, so the illustration he uses is if you could imagine like a. A kite string, a kite is flying, mm -hmm. and imagine a kite could could talk, right? It yeah. could develop a personality. The kite would feel like, man, the, it would feel two things. The first thing it would feel is like, man, well, I can fly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like this feels good. Like, like the I'm wind is here. blowing. I'm up here. <laughs> yeah. But then it would notice something immediately. It would feel like, but something's holding me holding back. Me back yeah. There's something pulling me down. There's something weighing me down. It's Keeping the string. Here, it's the string yes, that keeps yeah. me here. And if the string wasn't here, I'd if this gone. was, I'd be gone. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be really. I could be myself. Mm -hmm. And he said, everybody knows, though, that if the string snaps, right, like the, the kite thinks to itself, like, man, this string is limiting my right. freedom, right? This love that I got to treat people this way, like, right. this is limiting who I can be. Yeah. And he says, if this string snaps, right, then that, that, that kite who thought he could fly would fall to the ground, mm -hmm. be paper and sticks and all that, just in a pile of rubble, trash. It wouldn't do anything. It wouldn't do anything good. And so he says that love, when it comes to gifts and when it comes to serving, when it comes to all those things, love is this it does the same thing for the Christian as the kite string does? Mm -hmm. It keeps you tied down. It keeps you tied. It keeps you weighed down. Yeah. You feel like it's a burden sometimes, <laughs> but it's that very thing that allows you to yeah. fly. It's that very thing that allows oh, you to, to soar, right? Yeah. And and that's what Christian love does because no matter any gift you have, any sacrifice you make, any anything that you do in life, mm -hmm. if it doesn't have love, God's saying this is trash. Yeah. Right? It's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. It means nothing. Right. And so the same thing with our, like, you know, especially as husbands, especially, it applies right. to every relationship with uh, us with kids, with, with, with us with each other, with us in the church. Mm -hmm. But it's specific, but for men, especially if you're married to your wife, yeah. <clears throat> this is the kind of love that you're called to show her, yeah. right? Love is Christ loved the church. That's lay your life down. You yeah. feel like it shackles you, but it doesn't. It allows you to be who God right. made you to be. And that's what yeah. led to... I want to say I'm passionate when I, I love my wife mm -hmm. and the man that I had that altercation with last season was he was disrespecting my wife. He oh. didn't know that was my wife. Yeah. But I came in trying to, try to, you know, dismantle the situation and say, hey, is everything okay? Mm -hmm. And then he said, this B over here talking over her ass. And I was like, 
I looked. I didn't know that was my wife standing <laughs> on this side here because there's a lot of women. A lot yeah, of yeah. our team moms are standing there, and all his team moms are standing with him. And he was just like, you know, really angrily, like he's he's a good sized dude, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I look over and go, wait, hold on. I don't. I had to double check. Who he exactly was? <laughs> you like, like oh. he's like, I hope. It's like I in, in a split <laughs> second I was like, I know, bro. I know you're not pointing at my wife with the black hat. And he goes, You was hoping I was standing there. Yeah? Like, I hope he's pointing at Christian right now. I'm like, <laughs> but the second I connected it, because he was still going, I literally oh, man. Was, it went. I completely lost myself. It was because it reverted all the way back to the six year old. You're not taking my love away, man. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, and it's not even about that, right? But it was like, okay, I've got it now. You're not taking this back. Yeah, yeah. And then I, all that, everything came back. <laughs> everything came, I was going to unleash it onto this guy. And he had nothing to do with any of that. But what happened if you turned to, you turned to wife and you saw, you saw Elle there and she went, Smitty? <laughs> oh, it's over. It's funny because it's, it's funny because a lot of a lot of my friends from my home still call me my oh. And I, I Well, that's how people know you actually. Yeah. I was talking to yeah. somebody at like a random pool one day and I was like, Bro, you don't matter. Like, oh, like Smitty? Like, yeah, I know Smitty. Like, y'all yes. can't remember Matt, but you remember Smitty? That's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. A lot of people are ridiculous. Say, you know Coach Matt? I goes, huh? And you say, oh, Smitty. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Because even Coach La was talking with my family. He goes, hey, Smitty coaches on your team. He goes, who's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I go, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, this, the, That's we, what they told me. I was like, Smitty. I was like, right. I was like, you know, Matt? I'm like, nope. have no idea who that is. Like, yeah. He said he was in my pa. I was like, nope, don't know him. <laughs> Smitty? <laughs> I might have to go to Star Lounge. You're like, hey, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, that's the only name oh. they know me by. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> man. But, Going back to that transformation, right? It's um, and uh, I remember my old pastor, rest in soul, he he preached about that, the transformation, and it's like he's not looking, he's not looking for an exchange between your sin with his greatness, right? He's the the transformation happens. Oh yeah, that I'm sorry, I'm, I'm backtracking here because maybe I'm confusing it with what somebody else said, but he's not looking for, he's not looking for the change. He's looking for the exchange of you with him. He, he's not trying to change who you are and then keep you you. He's trying to exchange who you used to be with who he is. Mm-hmm. And that's where the transformation happens. Mm. It took me a while, right? Because I was yeah. still like very stubborn. Like, no, I'm still me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think, I think, I, I think it's like, it's like, it's like, he's, he, what God does is he, like, it's a new creation. So he, yeah, yeah, he makes you new. new he makes you brand new, um, like it, what is it? Ephesians two? Um, for you were, for you were dead, new, in, for dead you, in your trespasses for, and sins, in which you once walked, right? Following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived. I got to do it like this because this is how I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, following the desires of your, your body and of your mind, and <laughs> were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy. Right, yeah. because of the great love with which he loved us, he made us alive together with Christ. And the whole idea there is like, man, you were your identity was this: yeah. you were you were dead in your it sins, you were dead in your trespasses. But because of God, whatever came before that, but right, yeah. doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter anymore. But because of God and because of His grace and because of His mercy, you're made new. Yeah. Before you do anything right or wrong, before yeah. you've done anything, He makes you new. And not only does He give you salvation, right, mm-hmm. but He gives you. At the end of that that chapter, 
It says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good things, which God prepared beforehand Beforehand. for us to walk in. Beforehand. Crazy. So you are made for salvation, but you are also made for these new things that I got for you. Like this new, more fulfilling, more satisfying way of life that I got for you. Just a brand new way of life. Right. And the brand new, brand new, brand new experience pretty much, you know. It's like uh, the Moses with the whole, you know, the promise with the, the promised land and everything. It's like promised. So again, it's the promised land. Promised mm-hmm. as in he already had it prepared yeah. for you before yeah. you even knew about it. Yeah. And that's how God is. And that's how great, great he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, if people really just sit down and just, you will never, we would never be able to grasp how great God is. Mm-hmm. But knowing that he's got already, not just a plan now, but he's already got the blueprint for how you're going to be 10 years from oh, now. Yeah, yeah. And he, all you got to do is have the faith to follow along. Mm-hmm. Just go, I understand. I trust what you're going to do. And mm-hmm. then this, because I never thought I'd be a youth football coach. Really, long shot. I just wanted my son to join the flight <laughs> football team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but you saw, you saw, and you're like, but, I got to yeah, jump in. But is I that saw, what happened? I saw like people throwing clipboards and mm-hmm. people like yelling at them and screaming because they dropped the ball. And they're just five, six-year-olds, you know? Yeah. It's like, no, man, there's got to be a better way for this. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to come in. Okay, whoever wants to come with me, uh, I'm going to devote myself into the brand new way of coaching football. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, actually, from brand new way. For- yeah. So a lot of parents now are like, I've never seen anybody this patient with kids. Because like, mm-hmm. I don't want to break them at a young age, you know? <clears throat> Let me adjust this real fast. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. You can explain. You can explain. Yeah, see, I don't. I don't want to break them at a young age. They're they're just babies. Like, so what if they drop a ball? So what if they miss a flight? Right. Let's continue to teach them, and that's what life is all about. Like, if you just want like the the end process in the two seconds, you're never. You're always going to be disappointed, right? But if you just want to, if you want to take the time and have them progress and learn, in five ten years from now, they're going to be really really good at what they do and then you know it's not taking credit but uh, that whole process of progress is is going to be something amazing and you can look back and say hey i was part of that like you know and that kid is amazing now because i decided to be patient with him because i saw some kids uh that are really great this one kid elijah she's just amazing football player it was almost like a bentley they broke him really yeah just because he was lined up wrong on defense the guy ran in there and forcefully moved the kid. The kid started crying. Now you have like 50, 60-something people watching the game. You have the other team staring at you crying on the field. And you're just five, six-year-old kid, right? You don't know how to go about that pressure. To this day, I can't get that kid to come up and play football for, for anybody. Real? The dad says, he loves you. He loves you, bro. He knows you. We trust you. Yeah. He just doesn't want to play sports anymore. Dang, but he was good. Yeah. Oh, he was great. Wow. Kid was natural. Just a natural athlete. Very coachable kid. Very humble kid. Very quiet kid. But give him the ball. He would run circles around anybody. Yeah. Never seen. Just natural athlete. And all you have to do is, you know, go through the steps. But I saw him broke break. I saw them break that kid. And I was like, yeah, that's not, I'm not doing that. Man. So then I realized then. Because they're just kids. They're babies, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, this, mm-hmm. these are our babies. And to the, to some of the parents that want to be competitive, that's fine. That's your yeah. thing. That's your kid. Yeah. Whatever. But if I'm going to coach him, don't expect to win all the games. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to win. But we, but we I want to win. win. But I want to build yeah. them yeah. to, to yeah. succeed on their own, too. Yeah. I'm not going to put that pressure on them. Because, mm-hmm. man, on that field, that's a lot of pressure, man. Yeah. And yeah. these poor babies are like... 
No, they're already yeah. skittish. Yeah. Hey, we come in the huddle. I, I bust jokes with them. Do people think I'm calling plays in the huddle? Yeah. They come in. Hey, well, how did they? Why did the chicken cross the road? I go, huh? Because there's doo doo all over our field. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it just it takes them away from the yeah, whole pressure yeah. and go, all right, go run it. Yeah. And that was it. Man. And a lot of people don't get it. It's like, oh, your kids are right. yeah, because I take them away from the pressure. Yeah. Man. I would take. If we lose, it's because me. Yeah. If they win, the credit goes to them. They're man. the ones doing all that. You know what I mean? And yeah. this that's my secret. My secret yeah. sauce is crack jokes. Yeah. Halloween se- Halloween week during during this season, I'm wearing a hot dog suit. I'm coming in a hot dog costume. My wife wants to change the costume because Oh <laughs> Do you know what I'm wearing? <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> oh, I gotta show you. Man, I I can't even like I gotta just show you. I can't even like But I'm wearing, I'm uh, wearing a hot dog costume <laughs> to the field. I'm gonna I'm gonna coach all day in that hot, sweaty. That's what I'm wearing, bro. That's <laughs> my inspiration, bro. <laughs> I told my daughter, I said, Carly, please make that for me. Who's going to make that? My daughter, man. I'm going to make my daughter make that for me, bro. Oh, that's hilarious. I might even have I get the magazine that's with the leg. Oh, I can't even show uh, you guys. Can't even show you guys. Let, bro. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw but, that today. I was like, I gotta wear that. Yeah, that's that's man. <laughs> but you know what? That's that that's something that's different. I think man, I noticed that about about our kids too. Yeah. Like even tour squad, man. Shout yeah. out to all the coaches that are involved with that. Yeah, shout out to all the coaches. Yeah, man. all the coaches. Law, my brothers, man. Team moms, Vic, all the team moms. But man, there's it really feels like this is a, a program that's really out for the kids. Yeah. And I, I pray that it always stay the same. I'm, I'm sure yeah. that. As things get more competitive, as kids get get better, as yeah. they grow, there's always a temptation to like make that the main thing. Yeah. But I pray that the root of um of that always stay the same. Because I, I I personally had my son in a in with a team when he he had to play up. He yeah. played eight, and he was six at the time. But man, he was getting ripped like crazy. Like and 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 the coach, he was just scared to make a mistake. And um, what, what's funny was my dad grew up. When I grow up, my dad was my coach. Mm. Now, when I say, like, I had a good dad. I had a really good dad. He was always there for me. He's from he's from the housing, from right. town. and But, man, he was so good. He was so good to me, and he was so good to our players and mm. the kids. So people still remember him. Like, and he was Retzi's coach. Oh, yeah? And, uh, yeah, so, like, people still remember my dad as just as a coach that he would take care of the kids. He would feed right. the kids. And um, not, he wouldn't yell at the kids, you know. He would always build them up, and that was so different at the time. It was mm-hmm. different from everybody else how they were coaching. Yeah, but it mattered to me, yeah, 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 yeah. It mattered Taking to care me. Of the kids. But what's funny is, man, I don't have that necessarily. Like I can see how I could get like that as a parent, where I'm putting pressure on my kid, or I really want to win. And right. and part of me, I always laugh at those parents that like they they're trying to live through their kids. Right, <laughs> right. And I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm doing that because I was kind of average. But what I am, what I do feel like the, on the best days is, man, I want so much for him and I want so much for my kids and for my other son and my my daughter and like all my kids. I want so much for them that I want them to succeed. But right. sometimes it's like, and it's, it's way more important to just be there. But coaches like you really help. Thank and like you, you guys are going to have an impact on the kids for like a long time. Yeah. You know, I've seen it with my dad. You know, the kids, all, like the everybody yeah. always asks, hey, how's, how's your dad? You know, he was my coach for so long. Yeah. But he was like that. He was very much like how you're coaching up the kids. Right. 
you know, and still and still pushing the ball forward because we was running yeah. the run and shoot and pop warner bro, and it was crazy. Yeah, hey, you know, always, always always trying to push the limit still. You know, always well, trying to do better. This camera right here. Yeah, this camera right, right, there, right there. So to all the tour squad, my brothers and sisters and everything, it's always going to be forever be about the kids now. Like we're all that never going to change because. Um, we want to maintain that relationship <laughs> with the kids, the parents, and the community, right? Because what about our tackle team, though? Yeah, let's work yeah. on that. We gotta work. We got <laughs> no, hey, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna that powder white helmets <laughs> with the oh, with the chrome blue. Is that what we doing? Oh, <laughs> is that what we doing? With the chrome blue. Oh, bro, I'm, gonna, oh, I'm gonna look like go. that weird dad, bro. Let's trying go. to get photos. You know, I like, want that you know, powder white oh, helmet so bad. Powder white with the chrome blue, baby. To let's be do honest, it. bro, Toy Squad, we got the best looking uniforms. We got yeah. the best looking uh, that bright blue. Really though. hits, and uniform. I'm not a blue. I, I can't stand that color. But when the kids come out with that, I'm like, damn, that's really nice. Yeah, so Matt like Matt, nice. Matt likes blue though I, now. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at part of blue. The Smitty like blue. Or the Smitty was, more was he more of a red guy? I was I was more of a red he's more guy. More of a red colored. Yeah, I was kind of like I fell in love with the red, <laughs> the red, the oh, red okay, when okay. I was in Camp Four. So <laughs> <clears throat> I came to White Power and I noticed real quick. Oh man, real quick with all right the blue here. rags oh. everywhere. I was like, yeah, how many people I got to fight now? Oh man. But that's I mean, a, you know, that's it. I mean, everywhere you go, it's gonna to be like that yeah, i guess yeah. just trying to fit in yeah. not fit in but trying to get accepted in the community yeah. and so for you what, what like you know all the stuff you've been through how do you talk about uh like what kind of big lessons for you that you're like man i want to instill these things in my kids or i don't want i know that you were for tristan's like when she had tristan you're like man i'm gonna be present in his life that's a big yeah, thing for you for sure but well what other things that you you look back you're like man i want my kids to not i want, I want them to learn these lessons yeah so the big thing was don't try to don't try to look to be accepted or don't try to do things to be accepted. Just mm -hmm. be yourself. Mm -hmm. Your strongest person is yourself. Mm -hmm. It's not who somebody in social media says you are. It's not what the world, society tries to say that you are. The strongest person is who you are and who you are is what God created you to be. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm your father, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. I'm also your best friend, but I'm here to guide you through life. Whatever you want to be, you want to be a ballerina, you want to do... You know, you want to build, you want to be an astronaut, you want whatever you want, son. Mm -hmm. I love you 100%. I'm with you. The only thing I don't want you to do is fake it through life. Be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. For you got, it's everything starts here in the heart. Mm -hmm. You're honest with yourself. Everything you do, you do with love. My son, Tristan, 10 years old, heart of gold, the mm -hmm. kid. Heart, but he also has a temper. When he gets that from me. And so I'm guiding him through life with that because he could be the most gentle giant. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't know his own strength. And he'd kick and punch holes through walls if he wanted to. Oh, and boy. It's like kind of like, okay, dude, you probably could kill me with one punch. Just relax. You know yeah, like, yeah. So I tell him, if you're not true and honest with yourself, you're never going to see it in life. Mm -hmm. You're always going to see the fake. You're always going to see something that's phony. And then now you're going to be led by that. Oh, I want to do this. I get accepted by friends. And once that trend is over... That part of you now is gone. Mm -hmm. Now you got to mold into something else. Just be yourself all throughout it. Yeah. If you like it, take it. If not, leave it. Mm -hmm. Just but be yourself. It's like shopping, yeah. walking through the aisle of life, and be like, ah, yeah, I'm thinking be simple today. You know, take mm -hmm. it. If you don't like it, put it back. Yeah. But don't ever be. Don't ever hate yourself yeah. because the guys in the aisles didn't want you yeah. because of who you are. And that's the that's pretty much what I, I teach my kids yeah. now. Like and have um just be. Yeah, be certain. I dare know their identity. Know who they yeah. are. Know who they it's are. All about know who God identity. made them. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's good. And, and, and uh, especially now, even with football, with our mm-hmm. kids, because some coaches on different teams when we play, they try to bully. Like, they teach their kids different tactics. Oh, yeah. My, son, bully said, my son said that. Yeah, they try to bully them yeah. in, in football. So I, I, and I see, I know fear when I see it, because yeah. I've, I've seen it all my life. And I would call a timeout, I'd bring my kids in. Now, you listen to me now. If they're going to bully you through, I'm going to call the game right now. Don't let them bully you. Mm-hmm. You go in there and you share the field with them mm-hmm. and you show them. Nah, man, not today. Mm-hmm. They go right back and they win them over. Bro, like, them over. There's, there's some kids that they, they, my son tells me like some things that kids say to yeah. them. I'm like, nah, there's no way a kid just makes that kind of stuff. Up. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, ridiculous. That's, uh, that's a parent thing. That's a, yeah. that's a coach thing or something. That's a coach you know? thing. Yeah. And then, um, I, you know, there's and some challenges when I go, cause I teach my kids, the kids that that I coach, I teach them the right way to play the game. Mm-hmm. Don't play dirty. Don't tackle, mm-hmm. you know, play by the rules, this and that. They've been tackling more though. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, bro, they look, everybody been like, practice been a little physical. Yeah, I was like, okay, we got to go back to the flags guys. Oh yeah. yeah. If you, let me know if you want to play tackle. Like, we'll I see them grabbing like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, it, uh, you know, what am I? What but am they're I? all more aggressive with each other now. Yeah, man. Like, like you they're more that? competitive. They are more competitive now. Yeah, I lit a fire under them yeah. this past this season. And I said, the chat. I'm not about winning. I told them, yeah, I don't care if we win or lose, but I want you guys to be rewarded for your hard work now. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be a little bit more stern this season. And then when I say something, I need you guys to pay attention. Yeah, because success happens with all you guys do it. Yeah, it's not just one person. Yeah. So if Tonu throws a pick, I want you guys to come pick him up. Yeah. And then go do another play. Forget yeah. about what just happened. Run the next play. Or, you know, go defense. Play together. Mm-hmm. So now they're getting a lot more apt to amped now. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I like this. Yeah, they I are, like man. This. I love yeah. it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but, you know, a lot of this is not possible without you guys, parents, man. And I really love you guys' support because it's not easy, man. You know, and of course, you, you guys got your own lives before practice and then everybody does. But when you guys are there on time with the kids and everything like that, it makes it so much more easier for us. Every time we come late, it's just my fault. My bad. <laughs> no, no, no. It's good. It's good. But, you know, I, I tell all the parents all the time, if, you're, if your kid is sick and this and that, you know, please arrest them. Yeah, See, yeah. It, it's just flag football. Yeah. But this season going forward, I want them to be rewarded because it's hard work for them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I try to remind my colleagues, remind them all, they're the ones running the routes. Mm-hmm. They're the ones doing the sprints. They're the ones in there trying to make it work. Yeah. So if it doesn't go according to what you want to call, dude, Snap clear, do yeah. it again, do it all over again. Yeah. Just be patient. Yeah. But man, I appreciate all of that. Um, one one more question, I guess. I know you guys got a place. No, no, no you good. Go. Sorry. It's um no, but uh one one thing I want to ask you, just well, I got a couple more things actually. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. We got day. When got when time. you when you're talking about um football, what do you hope to see as the kids get older? Because because this is the last time I think a lot of them are playing six U. Yeah. Might be Thomas. I think definitely my whole up. team, yeah. my whole team except one or two players, yeah, yeah. are gonna go up to eight. And my only, my only hope, my only hope for all of them is that they succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, whether they go into college in the future and they play whatever sport, volleyball, whatever. My hope is that they maintain the character that they learn now. Is to play sports the right way. Don't play dirty mm-hmm. and don't 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 try to take shortcuts in any of it because mm-hmm. you either get hurt or get somebody hurt. Yeah. Um, but I want them to succeed, um, not just succeed in sports, succeed academically, mm-hmm. and also being known in the community as somebody to support the community and give back. Just that character, great character, kid. Because mm-hmm. um, 
it's sad, you know, being Samoan growing up, it's like, hey, whatever happened to so-and-so? He was really good at football. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you get to the college level. I mean, you know what I mean? I, what happened? Like, where did he go? You know, it, it really, it hurt me back then because I was like, man, what a promising athlete. What a promising mm-hmm. this and that. But, oh, yeah, you know, great. Or he got in trouble. He's mm-hmm. locked up. Or he got married early. He has kids, which, you know, no, I'm not taking shots at that. I mean, this, you make mm-hmm. your own decisions and choices yeah. but I feel like for the kids that, that can be great successful in the future yeah. I really, my hope for our kids now is that they just carry it with them yeah. you know whoever with yeah whoever one of the one of the most uh, one of the most one of the big reasons that my wife and I wanted to come back to Waipahu specifically yeah. we're from because we're from here yeah <clears throat> and man I always uh, I want people to know that you don't have to leave Waipahu to be mm-hmm. successful meaning right you can, we can we can raise up our kids here and they right. can succeed from here yeah you don't have to go to another school or another another this or another that or right. you know like we can provide what our kids need from here and mm-hmm. I, I love i love the place cuz i know a lot of athletes from here a lot of kids a lot of kids smart kids yeah. Like not we just got, athletes, we got some a great lot of smart, kids, great kids out here, man. Shout out to the yeah, block. Shout man. out to the block, man. Let's go. Un- underrated. Yeah, let's underrated. Go. Hey, Hawaii um, Paul High School is legit. You see them now? It's legit. Batters, it's smart. bro. Yep. What? Yep. School of the year. Yep. <laughs> Wait, man. when did this happen? Yeah, I got I got a niece there. I got my my, brother, my oldest niece. She, she's like on my on my on, on our, my side of family, and she is an excellent student. She could have gone uh-huh. anywhere. Uh huh. Um, she's looking at um, MIT as one of her schools that she wants to go to. Like, do it. She stayed at Waipahu. Let's go. You know what I mean? And to see more of those kinds of things, because so they're going to be a huge blessing to the next generation, because not everybody will be able to get out yeah. or, or do anything. But we can bring in the light here. Right. And, you know, Waipahu is, it, it can be a, just a, a great place. I know there's a lot of a lot of people from here. I love it here, and yeah. I don't want to leave. Yeah, and, and it know, goes back to identity, you know, man. Waipahu yeah. had this weird identity back in the 90s. That's not the same block anymore. Yeah, is it? It's not, man. We, you know, it was rowdy back then, right? It was like rowdy. You know, in high school, two thousand eight was rowdy yeah, too. In high school, we no, I'm just kidding. It wasn't. We couldn't say we couldn't say ninety four block in mm. high school. Oh, for real? We couldn't we get suspended, bro? Oh, now you can. Okay, you can when I go bro. on campus, it says ninety four block it's, everywhere, it's, and it's all over OIA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doing football, it's like, what they could see it. Bro. We couldn't see it. Now we, it's Roman numerals. Yeah. It's, like XCIV. I said, Oh my goodness. goodness. The shirts, oh my goodness. This is beautiful. The this batters, is so nice. The, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. I was like, what? Well, even when the high school OIA comes on, it's yeah. like 94 block yeah. versus A Town. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's But you know why though? You know why I think that 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 sticks? And and I will say this for all the for all the the roughness of like what it was like growing up mm-hmm, in Waipaho mm-hmm. sometimes. Just good. Good people, man, yeah. out here. Like I, I, I say that anywhere. Like, man, the best kept secret in Hawaii, Waipahu was. Yeah. Like, we got the best. To me, we got yeah. the best people. I love hanging the Waipahu kids today. I love hanging with them and we, talking with them. They're yeah. just the funniest kids. Yeah, not, I, like, we talked about this earlier, but they're not like island kids like yeah, you would you, think. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's a weird, it's, it's a, a weird, it's thing, like a weird vibe, weird vibe in the block now. Maybe because our generation grew up. Like we finally grew, and we knew how it looked mm-hmm. back then, right? Yeah. Like I think Waipahu High School was. I, I don't know the stats. Don't 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 fact check me on the old uh, teen pregnancy thing. But we was up there. You was up there. Like, yo, yeah. we we was <laughs> he was up there. It was Jack Rabbits was it Jack Rabbits for oh, nothing? <laughs> Is that why it was called Waipahu Jack Rabbits? <laughs> Is that why it was called Jack Paul with Jack Rabbit? Jack Rabbit's with the teenage pregnancy going on. <laughs> Bro, Jack Rabbit's had a thing going for them. Yeah, though. Like, there was, we was all, man, I remember thinking, like, 
And our gym had like a great boxing team. And That's right. Had, yep. Paul was on top, yeah. like on a lot of stuff back yeah. then. Brian Valoria? Yeah. Ball? Brian Valoria. Brian Valoria. Yeah. I know Brian Valoria uh, personally with his. For work. real? Yeah. yeah. We went to school together. Man. Yeah. And then now he's uh, coaching one of my um, teammates uh, when I used to train at Boxford 808, uh, yeah. Jordan Patton. Uh, oh, wow. He's coaching, he's coaching him now up there in, uh, in the States. So yeah, it's like a full circle moment. Yeah. It was like, hey, you know Jordan? He's like, yeah, yeah, he's coaching. Jason Rivers. Yeah, Jason Rivers. Jason Rivers, Jason Rivers from the block. Uh, yeah. Neil Gossett, Coach Timmy Chang. Timmy, is he from here? He's from the block, baby. That's ninety four. Timmy, all day, bro. What for all real? All day, yep, all day. He went St. Louis though. Why he never played White Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Why he never played White Paul, man? <laughs> Should have stayed, bro. I'm telling you, I'll, I'll give a shout out to this though. Two thousand six or two thousand four. 2005, 2006, mm. 2007, 2008, like, like kind of 2009, whole, yeah. 2010, like, Waipahu, man. But especially, like, that time when they had, I don't know, what was it, like, Krypton was playing, um, Sonny was playing, uh -huh. Austin was a quarterback, yeah. and there was a bunch of good players from that time. But, man, that was a, that was a special team, man. Yeah, man. Those, those, those teams, 2005, banging, I think, wow. 2005. Yeah. Those kids was banging. Like, man, man, they beat yeah. camp. Like, I... I just like those kids. Was, that was some yeah. good teams in Waipahu, man. Coach yeah, Sean Saturnio, shout out. Had, we always had a we always had a rugged, rugged reputation. That's the thing. Waipahu, like, people don't know this. Waipahu always has studs. Yeah. Like the crazy part is like, this is the funniest thing yeah. ever, man. There was Waipahu played a whole year one time. Okay, <laughs> when I was in high school, they played a whole year, and they were they're all right. They're doing really good, and then they had that senior all star game. Mm. Out of nowhere, they got this kid, John Pulitasi. Hardly, I never even knew his. Like he played on the team, like because we were Iolani, we were gonna play right. by Paolo, and he goes out and wins the defensive player of the game out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, who's this kid? <laughs> it was just like uh, last, just a baller. Even last year, I, I want to say last year where they brought in that running back out of nowhere, and I was like, bro, who is this guy? Oh, all, just running all over yeah. the place. Hey, no gloves, no fancy <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Straight up, just a straight Dang. up banger. And yeah. I was like, oh, brah, this kid can run. Yeah. Uliata, too. He was oh, yeah, there. Was, he was yeah. bad, too. Wow, that kid is but, a phenom, man. Yeah, there's just a lot of good kids coming out, and I'm excited to see. But but I think that the community, we got to provide the support for these kids. Yeah. It's easy to get distracted. It's easy. It. There's a yeah. lot of other things that social media, there's a lot of... Um, uh, some people they like they they just you know we gonna hug the block as yeah, long as we can. Sure. There's and, that that and aspect. Shout out to all my all yeah. my usos that was on the block and mm -hmm. now giving back to the community, right? Man, like right. coaching and and stuff like that. You yeah, know, they they all like came back from. They were like hard bangers too back yeah, in the day. Yeah. Now they're all like, you know what? Let's let's build these kids up. That's what let's I'm saying. It. Like provide the support. Yeah. I was I was talking with Rocky, who shout out the yes, village. Hey, I was talking with Rock with Rocky about it. And I was like, man, he was talking about Kahuku because he's not from there, right? But his kids are there. Yeah. And he was talking about how the community supports like that. I'm like, man, oh, they got deep. And I was like, bro, every community support like that. And I realized, oh snap, yeah. I ain't never even been to a game yet. <laughs> like yeah. it's something to to talk about yeah. that kind of support, but the community got to be about yeah, that kind we of support. Yeah, got to be about it. You know, yeah, I think Waipahu is coming along. Though. Coming along, yeah, though. we're yeah. coming along now because you know social media also has all that influence too. Yeah, because yeah. the Big Red Sea, like the mainland, had no idea that existed. Oh yeah, until Kahuku went up and played Bishop yeah. Gorman, I think one of the one of the years. Yeah. It was like, oh, what they did the haka and everything, and yeah. it's like now every school in the mainland is doing. Hakas now. We, we ain't doing the haka at Waipahu, mm, guaranteed. No, but no. I know, I know what Waipahu <laughs> will do. They're gonna sing that alma mater. Yes, and sir. that's the best. That's one of the yes, best sir. alma maters on the. In the time. world, 
All time. Sorry. All time. We should have. It's good, mother, bro. I'm a mother competition every year. A, we'll take it. Guaranteed. And, and, and every at Waipau, bro, the football team be harmonizing too. <laughs> yeah. so I'm like, oh my God, these boys are unreal. Yeah, bro, when you get to the last man. three hails, bro, and the helmet yeah. goes up, man. Oh, you know that like that was it. one of the most bummer things to me was I didn't get to go to like I love Yolani and I'm I'm I'm, I'm mm. alumni there, but Man, I, I love Waipau and I wish I went there. <laughs> I wanted to go there so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Black I, I actually that. trained with I actually yeah. trained at Waipau uh in the summers. I don't know if that was legal or anything, but I would train there. Um so but I always stay connected to my friends. But man, like um yeah, I I loved it. I still sing the alma mater. I thought I was gonna be, <laughs> I, I thought I was gonna be out there singing too. Like I wanted to I wanted to like hold the black flag. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no, I'm just walking out silently with Yolani, <laughs> scrapbook and everything. Man, oh, man wow. yeah. I, I love it. But yeah, thankful for everybody giving back to the, nah, to the community. Sure, man. We need it. We yep. need it, especially this generation, yep. man. Like, it, you never know how. It, you know, the climate now out here with the social media is crazy. Yeah. And it, it can turn on a dime, right? Mm -hmm. So we got every chance that we get to give back to these kids. Yep. Let's do it. Let's, yep. let's go out there and do it. Yep. And you guys are doing it, man. And I appreciate it. The last thing I want to ask you is, um, I know you're coaching football. Mm -hmm. I know Sundays is busy. <clears throat> when are we going back to church? What's our timeline? Hey, when when yes, God's always calling. Yeah, hey, let's go. God's always calling, right? <laughs> you guys yeah. gotta come visit. Yeah, I course. want you guys to come visit, man. I know, I know, you guys I'm got there. so much going on. But I would love to you guys. You uh, guys I'll, to even, visit. I'll even say this. Next game after next game, let's do it. Oh man, yeah, let's do come it. Come visit, man. We, let's we'll go. see. Like I, I know the the <clears throat> schedules, but man, I. Like I said, I was I would just um I'm just so thankful for you guys, right. man. Like and and thank you, for, guys, yeah. Man. I'm so thankful. What what was the reason you guys? Uh, what, I know it was to spend time with family and all that, right. but man, we love to just um, worship with you guys, man. Uh, so the, the the main reason why we decided to separate was we were helping out huge at one of the churches here mm -hmm. locally in Web Hall, yeah. And then we decided that we should um. Help out one of the churches out in Kali, so we went out to Kali. Oh, for, for real? Yeah, I think we were only there for like four months. Well, of course, you guys never stay. That's Kali. <laughs> so we I'm went, just kidding. We went there. It was I like a Kali. great, great church, great mm -hmm. environment. Um, Wells of Blessings is what it's called. Great environment, mm -hmm. great church. Um, but we went over there simply just because we're so burnt out already. Mm. We were like doing worship, worship, and then yeah. being a deacon, I was preaching off and on, doing all this stuff. Oh. Everything was just we we're just burnt out. So. We just went over there mainly just to help out. Yeah, like, what yeah. you guys, what you guys want, and then just hang out. And then all of a sudden they said, um, "Oh, we brought in a you a new youth pastor." Like, oh, hold on, brother, we didn't talk about this. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, oh, okay, hold on, we didn't talk about this. So yeah. that started like a friction a little bit between wow. me and the pastor there. Because oh, because we really we know that you can preach and you can really teach the youth. Like I'm all there, like. Yeah, yeah, but you gotta ask, like, bro, like, cause I got kids, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, which oh, they announced that, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, in front, wow. of, in front of like a, it was like a Bible study, and you guys are already like, man, you guys are worn out at yeah, this I point. Like, I was just burned out, and not only yeah, that, yeah, yeah, we are. They already had a couple that was waiting to be appointed to be youth pastors there, oh, and they were gifted already. They yeah, like, they, yeah. they had already had a chemistry with the kids. It was almost like. Who's this new guy just right, coming right. in here and then all of a sudden he's the youth and they, pastor? And they probably put that on you, like you guys are trying to come in. And, but that was exactly what it was. So oh. it created a friction with the members that were already there. And then <clears throat> but we 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 were able to hurdle that yeah. by actually communicating with those parents and communicating with That's everybody awesome. that was yeah. there. And I said, Look, I, I I turned it down because this is not why I came. Yeah. 
It's not why we came. We just wanted to find a new place, a new church home that we want to call home and worship with you guys yeah. and fellowship. It's like, oh, but they said this and that, that you were coming. No, no, no. That, none of that is true. Even yeah. though it's from the past, it's not true. Yeah. We don't want to. Why would I want to create friction? I don't even yeah. know the kids. Like, you know, it's unfair for you guys, unfair for the kids, unfair for everybody. Yeah. So we squashed that whole thing, <clears throat> started building a relationship with the church members. And then something happened to the drummer. Like, he had to work a lot on Sunday, yeah. so... They asked me to come fill in, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm here for. Yeah. I'll come fill in. Never thought to be a permanent member, just, you know, when he comes that he can play whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then <clears throat> started playing, and then they asked my wife, can you be the keyboard player also, please, and this and that? Because my wife can play the keys really good. And then and then next thing you know, my wife would start singing with the worship team. Now we're now we're deep now. We're yeah. in the worship team now. Right, right. So right. we're playing, we're singing, we're playing. And then the pastor's wife didn't like that my wife could sing really well. So she would unplug her microphone. <laughs> she would unplug her microphone. Like, bro, in live, hey, live service got up because she was she oh! <laughs> live service. She was motioning to the guitar player to turn her mic down. And I was like, why did she wait? Because the oh. guitar player was right next to me. And I'm jamming, and my wife is, everybody, mid-worship, right. mid bro. Mid-worship. And then because John, John was the name of the guitar player, didn't see it. And I was trying to look at her. I thought she was waving at me. And I thought, oh, no, she's waving at John. What's going on? And she was saying, turn it down, pointing at my wife. And my wife is just singing, worshiping, playing. Just worshiping God. Just, just, just we're worshiping. We're all worshiping. We're all worshiping. Yo, we're all playing. Yeah. I see her get up, walk over to the, the PA that's on the other side of the wall. And next thing you know, my wife is like, I can't. She turns to me, Yo. I can't hear my mic. I was like, bro, not once. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. Three times. Oh, my goodness. So there was a lot of that going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we were just like, let's not try to fight it. Let's just continue Man. to help out, blah, blah, blah. And then it turned into, we had, a, we had a family trip we had to take. So we went to the big island for like the weekend. Mm -hmm. We missed that one service. And then we came back. And that's back. a big deal. Yeah. We came back yeah. from the family trip. And apparently, we're not committed now. Church discipline, bro. Y'all slipping. <laughs> you guys, I feel like you guys, the Lord just told me that you guys might so, be backsliding. It's like, oh, they're not committed. Oh. They, didn't, they didn't come to service because they had to go on a family trip. So then that was when I oh. really, okay, you know what? There's one thing to be humble about certain things. But when you touch bases with other people talking about my family, mm -hmm. that's a completely different thing. Oh, yeah, that's different. So then, but it was hard because we already created relationships with yeah, everybody yeah yeah and it was i was preaching and everybody was we and when he invited people to come to this one service that i was preaching at they never had the whole church filled mm -hmm. it was like to the door all to the streets mm -hmm. right and everybody was just so filled with the holy spirit the worship was awesome everything was god was glorified that day mm -hmm. and then it went from there to okay that's what you don't do okay Okay, I understand what's going on. I was just reading about this. I, I was reading about this actually. I really, man, this is something that this is kind of deep. But yeah. I was reading about this with my. I was reading an article a couple of days ago because I'm a lead pastor of the church right now, mm -hmm. and I was reading about um, narcissism mm -hmm. and how people are narcissistic and they try to. They really want people. They say they want people. They're loving, but they really want people because they want people to boost them up. Right. And at the moment that they see a threat, all of a sudden they want to push people down right. now, or they, yeah. or they want to give authority, or mm -hmm. they want to give responsibility, but without extending the authority extending of that authority, responsibility, because yeah. they don't want them to really right. thrive. And I was wrestling with my wife because I said, "Man, I think that like 
anybody in like any leadership role, you're susceptible to doing that. Yeah. And you could be a coach and you got an assistant yeah. and then you're like, and then all oh, you're stepping you're on like, my toes now. On, bro. Bro, but, but he's a good assistant. Yeah. That's why, you know? And I thought to myself, man, we really got to guard ourselves as a church. Even even me, I was telling my wife, like, I got I got to guard my own heart from yeah. feeling that way if I do. Like, right. you know, like if a guy comes in, just just just, a, just someone comes and they they, 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 they they have all these giftings, like, I got to, I got to like get myself out of the way mm-hmm. in a sense and be celebrating the gifts that God's given people. Like yeah. if, uh, like if there are better preachers, better teachers, better leaders, so all these things, like it doesn't mean God didn't call me yeah. and he's not using me. I'm right. not part of the church in any way, but, but the enemy would love to just you mm-hmm. to see everybody as a threat. You know, I've, I, I was reading that article, really praying about it um, just to guard my own heart. That's yeah. so crazy that you say that because I was telling my wife, like, that's exactly what I want to avoid. Yeah. Where you see somebody that can thrive and because it's not going to be you now, yeah. that gets some shine or people yeah. like that guy now, like all of a sudden you're like, you try to push them down. Yeah. And, and that's narcissism. That's yeah, like narciss- self-centered. Yeah. It's self-centered. It's the, 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 that's the spirit of competition. Mm. It's a spirit of division. Mm-hmm. It's a... And it's evil spirit, man. Yeah. And it's one of those, it's one of those creepers too, because you won't ever see it coming. Mm-hmm. Because the guy that's that's now accepted, the new guy or the new or the new woman, a new worship leader, whoever, once they start to soar in the gift that God has given them, it's the whisper now. Oh, now everybody's looking at them. What about you? You've been here mm-hmm. the longest. And it's like these subtle things that you never oh, know yeah. it's gonna and it starts to eat at you, but mm-hmm. you know, it starts to chip away at the armor. And if we don't catch ourselves, yeah. that's what I hope when I, when I say remove yourself when you're serving. Because if you don't put God there, it's going to affect the pride, mm-hmm. right? And if it's God doing it, it doesn't matter what the whisper yeah, is. Yeah. God's in charge now. And then God's he's like, he invited the gift over. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. It just made the glory to God even more yeah. greater then. Yeah. It, and, well, and I think that in that situation, yeah, it is it is right and it is good and okay to, yeah. to without without leaving... A sour taste in your mouth, mm-hmm. or without like bashing the church, or like, right. hey man, well, one, it's an unhealthy situation. Yeah. Whatever that church, whatever, yeah. whatever's going on in the church, if it's as you say, that's a very unhealthy situation. Right. And so, yeah, with people you know and that you trust and you love, yeah, you mm-hmm. gotta share with them because you gotta do them a solid. Right. But also on the back end, like you gotta guard your heart, heart yeah. on the way out. Mm-hmm. Like know that man, God's people are messy. God's yeah. people are are strange like that, man. They got a whole book of Corinthians talking about it. And uh, guard my heart and know that, okay, God is still good and God's still in control. Man, that's hard. And it's going to go, this story ties into that story that you were talking about in your last podcast about texting group texts. <laughs> so this is the same exact church. Oh, boy. Okay. Same exact church. Yeah. Y'all got a group text? And there was a group chat. Yeah. And the group text that they created for all the, the members and the, the servants of the church. So, and it's all just, it's supposed to be about us not just sending out information about practice and things like that, but, you know, encourage each other every day mm-hmm. by scripture every week, which is really good. Yeah, yeah. I really, I full 100% like... I don't like those, man. You don't like those? You know why? Because we try to, like, people try to do that, but then they be checking on you and then all of a sudden it feels legalistic that I got to act like I... Like, I'm the pastor of the church. Gotta I got to act, I gotta like, act like, like I did. Like, yeah, I did. Or, like, I'm, I feel bad because, like... If you oh, don't yeah, like it, Bible, I mean. Yeah, or, like... Or I'm over here, like... Okay, uh, uh, I sent awesome, in. Awesome. I did. I did read mine today, and it's like, oh, you read yours at eleven p.m. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a long day, <laughs> so no, I just like no group chat. But what happened was, so the whole the whole issue went down where I guess the the pastor didn't like me and my wife very much mm-hmm. for a while because we were always taking trips and we're missing yeah, out. And yeah. 
certain stuff because my son had things and my, yeah. so we're missing on a lot of uh, stuff during the week, Bible study, whatever. So I guess the pastor felt a certain way about me and my wife and my family, and he only shared it with his wife. And the wife sent him a text message that was only meant for him. And it's, I know you don't like them. I know you you, you can't stand seeing them and this and that, but you, you're the pastor and you got to go and you lower yourself and talk to them, be humble. You know, if you want them to leave, just tell them to leave. If you didn't like the way that, that they sing and do all this other stuff, then you should blah, 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 blah. Huge, bro. The, ta- the text message was huge. Send to the whole group chat at everybody. Oh. <clears throat> Everybody in the church. <laughs> I mean, that's so bad that like you almost, <laughs> even though it's about you guys, you almost feel bad for them. <laughs> it's like it's so bad. But oh, for God. me, like when, when I read it, yeah, it, I was I was at peace. Yeah, confirmation. Was like, that was my confirmation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my confirmation. You can't keep your family there at that yeah. point. So we gotta yeah. go. And it was like, and my wife was just being encouraging and supportive. She yeah. said, "No, we should stay. Should be humble. We can mm-hmm. write it out." I said, "Look, wow. if God gives me the way out." <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I'm not fighting that current. Yeah. I'm yeah. going. I'm going exactly where it's going to take yeah, me. Yeah. As as bad as everything seems right now, it's not my job to fix mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Because she didn't send that. But <laughs> it wasn't by accident that that ended up in a group chat mm-hmm, about things, mm-hmm. right? Like if it was a message, then it's taken. I got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then so I didn't say anything to the pastor. I didn't. I didn't write anything mm-hmm. negative back. I just, when we went to the last service, we told him this was our last service. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the opportunity to preach here and being part of the worship team and all this and that. But, you know, finding it's better if we just, and they knew exactly mm-hmm. where that came from. When the build up and in the text Okay, that's good though. Like that, so. I mean, that, that's good that you guys did the solid and told yeah, don't and left know, well. Yeah. So that know, was you guys' last church that you guys was at? That was the last church we was at. And that oh. was, I want to say two years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. I want to say two years, two years ago, two years Dang. ago. Yeah. And then after that, it came out and in the coaching. Yeah. But man, we love you coaching. And we love to have you guys back. Thank you. In church. Thank you. I would love. the body of Christ. I would love, 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 love the opportunity. I'm kind of biased because I'm a pastor. (laughs) But I really believe, I really believe in, I don't believe in, I don't believe in, like, I really believe in, in the importance of, um, fellowship with believers and, and not in the sense of again not an events driven guy right like when people we have bible study every week on tuesdays and we rush out but it's it, we tell our people like don't take what god meant for life and make it a burden to yeah. people so even sundays like there's yeah. people with little kids and man sometimes baseball is on that day and mm-hmm. I, I get i get the people if you're convicted that we got to yeah. be in church and that's your family got family got to do i'm cool with that but then there's other people with different convictions that like you know, don't miss all your son's games. Right. You know, like go, yeah. whatever. If it can work out, work it out. But 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 I also believe that God has sustained His people for two thousand years mm-hmm. with a weekly Sunday gathering. Yeah, on the Lord's the day. fellowship, man. The fellowship. The fellowship. And so we love strong. to see you guys back in the fellowship. Yeah, and using all the gifts that you guys have, but not not being used by the church, but using your gifts. I to, love that. to glorify God because I, I think a lot that. of times we're like. Use all your gifts here. That's not what I believe. I believe that, man, use your gifts out there in the world. Yeah. Use the ones that are meant for in here, in mm-hmm. here, um, and never see this Sunday service as the end-all, be-all of your service to right. God because it's it's one day. Yeah, it's just one day. It's one day. You know, and you day. got six other days you got to do this, and we come here to equip you to continue to do that throughout right. the week, you know? And so if you're going to do that, though, 
it can't be burdensome. Mm-hmm. You know, it can't yeah. be burdensome I mean, on it's, people. It's like it's like the lesson that he teaches about giving, right? Mm-hmm. If you feel like you're giving a, a bad spot on your heart, don't do it. And yeah, that's, just that's yeah. Same thing, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I really love the opportunity, man. Because yeah. I've been, I missed the worship aspect yeah. of, of serving, because that's where I'm most intimate with the Father, yeah. with my Father, and then it's like. Without that, I mean, yeah, I listen to T.D. Jakes on the road, but it's not the same as having that connection, right? Just being in that, and then just have it just yeah. rain all day long. You know? Yeah, we're meant to be. We're we're meant to be in person, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like this, I, this is why I love this format. Is because, yeah. man, like the conversations we have are, are are good, and people get to be invited in. Yeah. But better than being watching this thing would be meeting you. Yeah. Meet like so, if there's like any parents ever watch this, right? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, it's one thing to hear your heart about. Right football and the kids and we're all these things but would be even better when they see you hands-on with their kids yeah, coaching awesome. them up and teaching them yeah. like that's a so like we're meant to be in person in yeah. fellowship you know and yeah, that's, that's something special so we yeah. hope you guys can <clears throat> jump in you know just check it out just visit <laughs> us just visit us so you'll be like hey that's my that's my son's coach <laughs> man yeah but we're uh yeah we're uh. Yeah, we'd love we'd I, love to have you guys there, man. I would love to, bro. Yeah, yep. for sure. Let's we're gonna set something up and try to clear up, and then, you know, and it, I can't be a hypocrite because I can go back. We we don't play all day, so we don't really really have yeah. a need to be there all day. And then maybe this no, season, but I understand. <laughs> I understand. Maybe this season we're just gonna cut early, come yeah. serve, and then do some worship, and then go back to the field. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of doing? I'm thinking of Ubering to. So you know that parking is terrible at the field it's we're about horrible. to play at. It's so horrible. we're coming early for the the, uh, yeah. the for you. But once you leave, yeah, you can Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> so what we're gonna do? We're gonna leave our cars there. Okay. We're, gonna, we're dropping this after, so it's fine. <laughs> we're gonna leave our cars there. Yeah. Then my father in law gonna take us to church, drop okay. us off. Okay. And then my wife gonna Uber. get a ride back. Okay. I'm at church now with no ride because so my father-in-law is going to take her back. Okay. She's going to leave church early. Yeah. That's why it's fine. She's going to leave church early to okay. take her kids out so that Tony could be there on time. And then I'm going to be there rideless. So I'm going to Uber well, there. Don't, don't, don't don't stretch yourself. Tono doesn't have to be there at eleven something for check in. Oh no, it's fine. Yeah. My, my, my wife is taking. No, my wife is already going to be there. Oh, okay. Because my father-in-law, want, you know, he want to come early okay. to come to the game. It's, it, our service is going to be done But I, I always talk with all our people yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk good. with all our people So my wife's going to dip out I, I almost thought of announcing to the church Hey guys Just yeah, letting you guys you know come over. Just, I'm just letting you guys know My son got a game <laughs> So I know you new people are here I'll talk to you guys next week I'm out of here <laughs> uh, And it's all on the live stream bro This stuff be happening at our church bro We're a little church like, But I don't know Just I want I want our people to feel free, and I want where's, them. To, where's your church at? Because Festival to Marketplace, out. right, right, right by the old uh, Big Way. You know Rocky's Diner, bro. You lost me, bro. Rocky by the Transit Center. You know Transit Center. Okay, the Transit Center. Transit Center. Then Rocky's the Pancake Shop, right over there. Right, like, right there in the corner. In the corner. Wait, wait, hold on. So those, go straight. So like you're going west on the Transit Center. Yeah. That little shopping center with all the shops on the side. Right. That's where we at. Right, oh. right in that parking lot. Bank of Hawaii. The yeah, 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 so yeah, right yeah. in there, right in there. Oh, okay. Wow. Man, yeah, I yeah. can literally like we literally right up the road from you. Oh, yeah, you guys yeah. are right up the road, right man. Up the road. Yeah, just 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 come yeah. by, say hi. Mosey on down there. There's mosey on down, bro. Howdy duty. <laughs> we got some howdy duties there. Like I said, we're a mixed church, man. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we're 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 like we're we got like Palangi, Samoans, everybody, hey. local people, Hawaiians, everybody. God's love is for everybody. Yeah, it baby. is, it is, man. It is. But man, I, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, man, it was good God. stuff, thank man. Thank you for the invite. It was an honor, man. Yeah, I love I love I love this whole thing. I'm still very new at the camera. 
cameras and stuff. Hey, no, you 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 did good, man. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh man, man. appreciate it, man. Thanks, brother. Yep, love you, bro. Love you too, man. Yes. I